So you qualify. On this Saturday, man. You gotta throw your hood up on this one, Rocket. I'm feeling gangster right now. The bitches in the building too. my gym song right here. The gyms and juice. Gems and juice. Guys that are in your turf, that are getting your skirt. I love Alicia, so I'm a kid with a woman is worth. Let's go. Am I not in the strange when the dogs is riding? Cause I'm a with us. Project Pat is in this motherfucker. I know niggas hate, I know niggas wanna see me so much 
starving for a plate. Cause they bitches like to talk about us, like to lick our balls. I don't never call it hope. And she love my dirty drawers. So you better recognize, let your hoes You crazy? Oh, yeah. I'm trying to get hype right now. Let's go. Ain't a hood nigga, but a nigga from the hood. See, mama stayed on me, so I turned out pretty good. But if you wanna try, suck a Nike, we can do it. Sleep. Calling all PM, if I pull it, get your sheep. Counting for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah, your partner got away, but now he vegetable. Like, oh, so, yeah. so I send his mom and dad a whole case of VA. He can die any second. I'm a lonely, gon' take it, gon' get it over with. Oh, what if you were in my lovers then? You might be the dopest, I would flush it down the toilet. Like the boys in blue, when they come through with the moves. And they kicking down the dope, and they don't care who they shoot. But we do care who they shoot, so we do what we must do. So we act like we run track, then we run straight to the back. But they coming from the back, so we run back to the front. They say, get down on your knees, we say, what the fuck you want? They want cheese, they want bread, they want dough, they want more. Then I wanna give them, but if I keep talking, they won't know that my cousin in the back. And we call them Roller Booter slash Plumber Cash Runner, and he fight on the computer's log out. Folk niggas wanna jet, shit tight, no snack, jet. Let's go! Saturday to everybody. Shout out to the juicers, the gym stars, whatever you want to call yourself. We back in the fact. You know what time it is. H Town all day, every day. <laughs> Thank you, H Town Funk Master Flex, man. Another nice mix. I, I did think the uh the, the little John was inspired by the J. Cole album. It actually was not, man. So I'm gonna oh, really? I'm gonna pull the curtain back. I did this mix last week. I, okay. I, I did it last week. I kind of got a head start. I'm like, man, let me put some shit together. I want to. I kind of want to get hype for next week. I'll be trying to look for some hype music, some crunk shit, and uh, it did not. It, it it just so happened to um, be in this mix. It had nothing to do with J Cole. So when I when I fir- first heard that intro, I was I was like, wow, I'm gonna be playing this for the podcast and i had this shit last week so it was not inspired by j cole <laughs> okay okay you predicted the shit man like the, the podcast we are the uh miss cleo we are the uh we are the fortune tellers of the rap game man i don't know if y'all realize we we be predicting shit on this show man yes so if y'all <laughs> really want to know what's coming up listen well actually this happened <laughs> it was just coincidence but yes it the we, we be predicting shit and we be preparing for shit man so you gotta respect you gotta respect dj thicky fig and his mixes man because he be seeing the future too 
Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. So let's get into it. A whole lot to break into. So first up, Jay Prince, introduce the podcast real quick for us, please. The gems and juice. We are back in full effect, man. I'm excited. I'm happy. I'm feeling good this Saturday because we have a whole lot to break down. I told y'all, I told y'all the new releases was going to pick up and we was going to have a lot to break down. And now we do. It's starting early and it's starting with a whole lot of drops. We got new music from J. Cole. We got new music from the Queen, Nicki Minaj. I'm saying that for all the uh, the stands out there. Uh, What was Nicki's hive called again? The Uh, Barbs. barbs, That's right. Doing it for the Barbs. We got new music from 21 Savage. And some more, man. A whole lot to break down this week. Uh, So we going to keep it moving. But first off, Figgy, man, how you been? You know, we've been going through some things at the station. We're going to get into that at the end of the podcast. But how you been besides all that, man? Man, I've been cool, man. I've been just working hard. And um, honestly, man, I've been debating on if I should uh, become a part-time DJ, man. I'm, I was I was kind of looking into the little turntables and <laughs> tried to step the game up a little bit, just mess around with it. But, yeah, man, we've been cool, man. Uh, I'm glad we got a lot of music. I, if, if For some reason, it felt like Christmas. Where it's just like, <laughs> I, I woke up, I'm like, oh, this person dropped. Oh, this is a new song. Oh, this is a new song. It was just... It was just so much where, you know, I was listening to music all day for the first time in a long time. Yeah. So um, it was it was a good week for some music, man. Yeah, I agree, man. It feels like summer is getting here. The hot releases coming and, and they're going to be coming quick, man. We, this ain't doing like this ain't the old days where we used to know releases way ahead of schedule, man. Yeah. We're learning about shit a few days for drops at this point. Yeah. J. Cole actually gave us a whole lot of notice with a whole one week yeah, before letting us know his album was dropping. Usually they just be dropping, okay, new music Friday. Here's an Instagram post about it. Mm-hmm. Nikki did that. Yeah. So, yeah, man, a whole lot to break down. And, and fuck it, we going to get right into it, man. We going to get into, oh, yeah, first off, I have to say RIP to New Jack. New Jack was a wrestler. Just found out he died. Oh, um man. Yeah, it sucks, man. He was a uh, ECW. He was not never WWF or WWE, WWE or WCW. He was a more kind of underground. He was ECW, but he was a legend, man. He was hilarious. Uh, a great episode of Dark Side of the Ring on YouTube. I think it's on YouTube now. Uh, New Jack was very entertaining. A great promo guy. Um, very, very funny. And uh, he'll be missed, man. Influenced some hip hop records. I know he had a song with Smoke Dizza that was fire. Um, so yeah, R.I.P. New Jack man. Just found that out. Kind of fucked up my day. Yes, he used to walk out. Okay, now I gotta go to about. I gotta talk about New Jack now, man. So New Jack used to roll with a tag team called the Gangsters, and New Jack would basically go to these backwater towns in the deep south and talk about how white black people were superior. And white people, he he went there close to when the O.J. Simpson trial happened. Damn. He went in front of an all-white crowd, and he said, "I just want to give a shout out to my boy O.J. Simpson. That's two lefts we got to worry about. Good job." <laughs> oh it's shit! Like hey, dog, they were trying Damn. to kill him after the show, man. Damn. He used he used to walk out to 
uh, Natural Born Killers by Ice Cube and Dr. Dre. That was his, his interest. He used to have the whole match while this song was playing. Damn. It didn't cut off. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes. He would walk out with a trash can full of all kinds of weapons, staple guns. He was a hardcore wrestler. He used to legit make people believe he would bleed himself. Damn. He jumped off of everything. He jumped off of balconies on the people. He jumped off of cages. He didn't give a fuck, man. Damn. And very entertaining. <laughs> if you if you have a chance, watch a New Jack interview. He did an episode on the Vice TV show, uh, Dark Side of Wrestling. Uh, very good, very entertaining. He goes across his whole career and his whole life. So mm. watch that if you get a chance. Very entertaining guy. If you're into wrestling, I'm sure you know who New Jack is. If not, learn who he is, he was because mm. very entertaining and very sad that he passed, man. So RIP to New old Jack. Was was young? Nah, he was in his fifties. Okay, that's he's in his fifties. Damn. Yeah, it's still. I mean, for a black man, yeah. for a regular person, yes. For a black man who dealt with substance abuse, like he was on coke all the time. Oh, okay, I think he died of a heart attack. So it's unfortunate. Yeah. Still sad, man. Yeah. Still young to go. So, yeah. R.I.P. New Jack, man. We gonna miss you. Mm. Damn, man. Fucked up way to start the week, but yeah, we we gonna keep it rolling, man. Yeah. And, and let's get into some new music, dog. Let's break down the long anticipated by some, <laughs> not by us, but by some. Uh, J- Jermaine Cole is back officially. Um, he let us know by he, he's doing a few things. This is a very weird, unusual rollout for an album mm-hmm. because first he dropped the interlude. And if you haven't heard what we think about that song, uh, replay the last podcast and we'll go into depth on how we feel about that particular song. (laughs) Needless to say, Figgy wasn't a fan and I just thought it was all right. Yeah. (laughs) But so, okay, he drops that song. Then it's announced he's going to play on, I believe, the Rwandan national basketball team. In Africa. Yes. Mm -hmm. And if you know J. Cole, you know... He used to play basketball in school. He had hoop dreams. He thought he was real good. I, I don't like. I, I never seen him play, so I don't know. But apparently, he had some skill. He was trying to make it in the league or make it somewhere. It didn't pan out. He went to rap, struggled there as well, but eventually got on, got signed by Jay Z, and things went up and up for him. But I guess he still has those hoop dreams because apparently he's going to be playing in Africa. <laughs> he's on a cover of Slam magazine. <laughs> on top of a hoop for some reason. And his album is called The Off Season. Mm-hmm. So it's like a basketball motif, mm-hmm. him playing basketball as in a weird promo run yeah. for his basketball-themed album, The Off Season. Yeah. Now, he also dropped a documentary. Yeah, I, I watched that. He he always had like a basketball type of uh, theme to his music, though. Like, I, I want to say his, his first mixtape, I forgot the name of it. But I, uh, the warm the war, up or the, the come up, the, the warm the up, yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, his first mixtape or album was the warm up, and then the sideline something. That was his first album. I want, I want to say, sideline story. I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, he always had like a basketball theme to his his music. Yeah, I, and I've noticed that. Um, and I did. What What did you think about that uh documentary he dropped on YouTube? Because I watched like half of it. I couldn't stand much more. But I did notice like at the very beginning, 
21 Savage is in the studio with him and he yeah. asked him, why'd you name your album the off season? And he went on this like five minute rant. Yeah. And at the end of it, I still didn't know what the <laughs> off season meant. He was like, you know, when I was coming up and I was in school and I wanted to play basketball and it was just so hard and I was rapping and I was trying to struggle to make it, man. And crazy shit was happening outside. And I was just trying to make it. And I was trying to get on. But he never really explained what the fuck the off season is supposed to mean. Man, I, I was lost, man. I ain't going to front. To me, it seemed like a good um, it was something good to watch. It was it was like 12 minutes, so it wasn't too long. But. At the end of it all, I'm kind of was like, what was the purpose of this? It it really didn't teach me anything for real. It showed it's uh, it showed me a couple things of uh, where he used to record and you know the house he was in at one point, and um, it showed him making some beats and or um, mixing some stuff, but it really didn't teach me anything. So I was you know documentaries they usually sell you on things. When you watch a documentary, it, it usually be like, damn, okay, I it, I kind of respect him as an artist. Or, damn, he grew up here. Or, damn, he used to like this as a kid. We watched, I don't think you watched the Travis um, Scott documentary. But for me watching that, I think it was on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, okay, it, it kind of it sold me on him a little bit. It showed me who he really was. And it's like, damn, he's he's not this uh, gangster dude. And no disrespect, but it showed you he was kind of a nerd. He was a big wrestling fan. It showed old videos of him, you know, wrestling with his, you know, brother or friend or whoever it was. It, it showed him as a dad. It kind of, you know, I know that was a little longer documentary, but to me, this one, it didn't, I already heard the album um, before I seen the documentary, but it didn't really get me excited for the album. It wasn't like, oh shit, he he got this. He he's with this producer, or he you know they showed Twenty One Savage, but it really didn't get me hype. It didn't really say anything to me. I I kind of walked away without really learning anything. If that makes sense. No, that's the exact same. That's why I cut it off halfway. Because all he was doing was saying, you know, I'm trying so hard. I'm rap. I'm I used to. Basically, he he went back to, I guess, his old home to lock himself up and and, and finish this album. Yeah. And I guess he was it, it seemed more like a guy who was desperate to find inspiration than a guy who was inspired to make music. Yeah. He was like, well, I guess got to get back in the zone, you know, back when I was in struggling in college or whatever and, and didn't have any money. It had to get on. I was so dedicated. I'm like, OK, that was a long time ago, man. <laughs> Like, what do you what is inspiring you now? It just seemed like he was looking for inspiration and he was trying to recreate his past in a way to be like, okay, I need that hunger again. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, that did not make me excited for the album because I felt like it was going to be forced. Mm. You know, like he's desperately trying to find something to inspire him to to make great bars and make great production. And I don't know. It didn't get me hype, like you said. Yeah. And calling it a, a documentary was a stretch. It was more like a commercial. And it just wasn't a good commercial. But whatever. I digress. I'm sure Jasmine loved it. Last trip I one day. Um, then he goes on a show called the LA Leakers. Oh, yeah. Before the album comes out. He has a freestyle session 
freestyle quote unquote, because clearly not only was this shit written, but he also told the guys what songs to play so he could rap off of it. <laughs> and uh, was that confirmed he, or did they or is that something they do? I, like the the way like sometimes you could tell when it's organic and you can tell when it's not. Yeah. And the, the way this played out, you could absolutely tell that he knew which beats were going to be played because of the way he rapped on it. Usually when it's something like, for example, Tyler the Creator on the the Funk Master Flex, where he's saying all that gay shit. Yeah. You could tell that was a real freestyle, man. He probably ain't never heard that beat before because he was trying to catch it. Mm-hmm. J. Cole yeah. just gets on it and like, okay, one, two, just goes in double times. Or like, like, it, it was too seamless, man, but whatever. That's just, I don't have any confirmation. I'm just saying the way it looks is very clearly... Yeah. Um, planned, but that doesn't take away from it. It was still cool. He rapped over Souls of Mischief, um, 93 till infinity. Yeah, classic beat. No one was a backpacker type of group, so mm-hmm. that's what the conscious rappers always want to rap over yeah. to prove that they lyrically dope and conscious. And they know they, you know, the backpacker raps back yes. in the day. Yeah, <laughs> they're nerd, yeah, they're hip hop nerds. Yes, that and Tribe yes. are ones that people always go to <laughs> mm-hmm. to prove that they cool and conscious. And he also rapped over a Holy Grail in Houston, uh, still tipping, mm-hmm. I guess, to prove that he was still Southern and raw yeah. and, and and could rap over things like that. Um, what did you think about these freestyles? Let's rate them separately because they were kind of separate mm-hmm. um, in content matter and the way he was rapping on it. How do you feel about these two freestyles he dropped on the LA Leakers podcast or show, whatever it is. The first one, the Souls of Mischief um, freestyle, I thought that was okay. It was, to me, I, I enjoyed seeing people rapping on the radio like that because we don't really get that as often. So um, I really enjoyed that. I thought it was cool. It, it wasn't something I would put on a CD and play. I know, remember back in the day, we used to have freestyles from radios. That would be on mixtapes and shit like yes. that, and you would actually play it. Um, I wouldn't put it on a um, CD if 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 I was still doing that. But um, I enjoyed it. It was some. I, I ended up watching the whole thing. Now the um, now the second one, the uh, still tipping. I was kind of surprised <laughs> because you usually don't get people rapping over that beat. To me, that's a, a rare type of beat, and you can't really do anything with it to be honest, because all I hear is still tipping, no matter what. And me being a former rapper, uh, years ago, I tried to rap over it, and it was it just didn't work out right. I, I, I was just like, nah, this, you know, certain stuff, I always tell people this, certain songs you cannot, uh, beats you cannot rap over. It, it's just, you just gotta let it go. You just can't, you know, don't even put it on. That's uh, And that beat is not even a, a freestyle type of beat. It's not. It's nothing generic about that beat. So, um, but I do give him credit for rapping a little different on that beat, because a lot of people would either try to rap a little slower, or try to rap similar to um, the um, the legends on that beat. <laughs> but I will say, I, I do give him credit for rapping totally different on there. But just. Just knowing how legendary that song is, you 
don't know. It, you can't you can't do that, man. I, I I just think it 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 didn't live up to the hype, of course. Yeah, I agree. And that was really the reason why it took me a while to finally check it out because it was trending on social media, XXL, all the people he probably played to, he paid to uh, promote these things or his team did. I'm not saying he did, yeah. but they were going crazy over it. And I was like, okay, this nigga wrapped over still tipping. It's not <laughs> something I need in my life right now. Yeah. I did go back and listen to it. And to be fair, he he did wreck the uh, uh, Souls of Mischief song 93 till infinity he killed that shit man he did a good job still tipping look man there, there are certain flows that just ain't gonna fit on certain beats to me um and this kind of reminds me because lupe fiasco uh wrapped over still tipping years ago on one of his early mixtapes the uh first and 15th mixtapes hmm. and he even he didn't like try to lyrically like the, the way he attacked it it was still in a southern way, man. It wasn't like he was trying to be twister. Yeah. J. Cole was trying to do some twist. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. Yeah, either, is man. this is this a new thing? We'll get into the album in a minute, but is this a new thing from J. Cole rapping super fast? Because I felt like he wasn't that type. And now it seemed like he kind of doing the Buster Rhymes. I I know Buster Rhymes good rapping fast, but the later Buster Rhymes was that's all he did, yes. Yeah, it's it seemed like he just trying to um rap the fastest. Yes, and that's something we'll get into the with the album. But yes, to, to shorten my my take, basically, not only do I think that's the case, I think that's the way because a lot of rappers, and Freddie Gibbs is really guilty of this too. Freddie Gibbs talks about how dope he is and how much he's better than everybody, but then you listen to him lyrically. And it's like, okay, I mean, he's nice, but it's not like he's the one of the greatest even right now to me lyrically. Yeah. Like his his out his music is great. He makes good music. Yeah. But lyrically, the substance ain't there. But he raps fast. Yeah. And I think he believes that the faster you rap means the doper you are. Yeah. And I think J Cole is falling into that too, where he thinks he's trying to prove that he's the best out right now, and he believes that the faster he raps the better he is. And it's not yeah. true, man. A, a lot of people, that's how a lot of rappers fool people too, because yes. um, we had some local, we had some local rappers in Cleveland back in the day who were um, rap super fast, just like that. It, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be a, a freestyle. I'm wink, I'm kind of winking my eye mm-hmm. doing the WandaVision eye wink, but <laughs> it would be a freestyle and they'd be rapping like that. But to somebody who really listen to lyrics, you, you kind of start, reading between the lines it's like this motherfucker ain't saying a damn thing like it's nothing clever about the, he's just rapping fast so um a lot of people get fooled by that that's why you got the uh you know and look this is no uh discredit to eminem at all because i i think mm-hmm. he's a good rapper but sometimes just that fast rap it, it make you be like oh he's the best he's the best and honestly there to me to me, some of the best fast rappers are people like Twister or people like Bone, because if you if you really listen to them, they they're actually saying some shit. People like Busy Bone or Crazy Bone, they're actually saying some shit. Where you're like, oh shit, they actually clever with this shit. But some people, you got some people that rap fast that don't be saying nothing, and I think that's I think uh, a lot of people get fooled by that. Yeah, I agree, man. And like I said, I'm not saying that J. Cole ain't nice with it 
Uh, but the fast rapping thing is coming off as gimmicky. And he does it on the album as well. But we'll get into that a little bit. But to wrap up my thoughts, man, basically my, my general thought on the freestyles were that it seemed like J. Cole was trying to be everything to everybody. You know, he's trying to be the conscious rapper, the backpacker, the, yeah. the dude who's rapping over the classic 93 to infinity beat. But he also wants to be the street down south. Hey, don't you forget I'm from North Carolina. Like, yeah. don't don't you forget I'm from the south, y'all. Don't you forget mm-hmm. I could talk about that street shit, too, because I was talking about like random like, yeah. like street shit that had nothing to do with his previous freestyle. So, yeah. Yeah, he was like he wants to be the tough talking southern rapper and the conscious, you yeah. know, backpacking dude at the same time. And it's it, it don't really work for me. I get people like that. I know people are very versatile. I know Drake will give you different flavors as well. Mm-hmm. But it, it just it just seems that like it's kind of try hardish for me, man. It feels like you you're doing too much, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. And with that said, now it's time to go into the album that released on Friday, Jermaine Cole, his, I I didn't even count how many albums he's up to now. Too many. (laughs) He he got a lot, man. He got a lot. He up there. Yeah. With the mixtapes too, he's up there. But we said we'll be objective. We will be objective, man. Jermaine Cole dropped a new album. It is called The Off Season. It is about 40 minutes. (laughs) 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 <laughs> my my favorite sitcom drop when they uh when Harriet Winslow walks down the <laughs> stairs in a dress <laughs> and the crowd goes ooh or, or that at, one she don't look good or Esther Esther Roll got dressed up for a date. <laughs> Poor James Evans had to act like she looked good. Yeah, man, he deserved every Golden Globe and Oscar he could get. Damn, man, like, is it safe to say, man, she was ugly as hell? Rest in peace. But oh my god, man! Not only that, she was way older than him. That was something he was actually mad about on the show because Mm -hmm. he was actually young. I want to say he was like in his late twenties or early thirties at that, and she was like forty. Like she was way older than him. And he was like, it really don't make sense for us to be like a husband and wife. Yeah. He could have been one of the kids probably, but <laughs> since he was balding, I guess he looked older. So Yeah. Yeah. But he was upset about that. He was like, no, nah, she's too old to be my wife, probably, but <laughs> whatever. But yes, you're right. She was, yeah. <laughs> he had to act like she was looking good too. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, rest in peace, though. But yeah, yeah. Uh, James Evans, who the man who who he play? Uh, I forget his name now. Uh, what's we call it? Oh shit! God damn it! Um, I know it's killing me now. Yeah. Uh, James Evans was played by John Amos. Yes, right. John Amos. Yes, John Amos. Yeah, he deserved every single award he could get. <laughs> Florida but anyway, Evans. we. Di- <laughs> <laughs> But we digress. Let's get into this album, man. We gonna do something we haven't done in a while. We gonna go track by track. Yeah. Usually, when it when it's twenty something tracks, we just go and I say my thoughts, you say your thoughts, and we just wrap it up. But yeah. since it's only twelve tracks and it's only about forty minutes long, we gonna go track by track on this one, man. Yeah, so we let's go one by one and say if it's qualified. Is is this track qualified or is pig pen? 
Okay. So you want to go by track and then talk about it first and then say, okay. Yeah. So we will start with um, 95 South. I'll go first since you got mad at me for tossing it to you last week because I went to the interlude and got your take (laughs) first. You said it was awful. Yeah. So I'll go first on this one, man. Uh, First off, we have the intro by Cameron. Which gets me kind of hype. Did that catch you uh, off guard? It caught me off it guard. It did. I had to look. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I had double checked to make sure it was a J. Cole album. I didn't click on something <laughs> else by mistake. I was like, really? Okay. So I'm like, okay, Killer Cam does the intro. Um, there's also samples by Lil John, Throw Your Hood Up, other things. Mm. Um, and lyrically, I was really, I was just unimpressed by this song, period. There is a very, very controversial bar in this song to start off <laughs> or a punchline that everybody's attacking right now. He, uh, J. Cole says, could put an M right on your head, you Luigi brother now. <laughs> Meaning that you get, you get a Mario has an M on his cap. <laughs> you ain't get that. You get that? Uh, see, you got to be a certain level to understand J. Cole, dog. That shit went oh over your head, God. didn't it? Yeah. You ain't even know Mario had an M on his head. <laughs> Nip And he's talking about M Nip like C. a million, not the letter M. <laughs> dog, I got to explain this. See, we need a college class to explain J. Cole. Oh, <laughs> my God. explodes. He, yeah. he need to go to college to understand J. Cole, man. They he, need to he, teach this re- shit in college, man. Yes, Tupac, they teach- <laughs> <laughs> they teach Tupac shit in, in college. They need to teach J. Cole shit in yeah, college. J. Cole 101. Uh, people are attacking that bar in defense of that bar. In the context of the song, it don't sound bad. Yeah. It don't sound like he said that and then just, like, it wasn't a mic drop moment. It, it was or, just a bar in the song. They ain't take the beat out or nothing like that yes. on that part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, I don't think it was too bad. I think it was kind. Of, uh, that wasn't the vocal point of the uh, of the the song right there to me, where that just stood. That wasn't the Nipsey Pimp C. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That was much worse because that was like the the mic drop moment. That's where he ended the verse with yeah. that Nipsey Pimp C thirty three shit. Yeah. This one was just in there, man, and people pointed it out. It looks worse when you read it. Yeah. But when you hear it in the context of the song, it ain't bad. Yeah, it I think I think quick. people were just nitpicking. People do this all the time with J. Cole. They yeah. uh, every time you put a uh say something about J. Cole, people always put like they falling asleep and all this other stuff. <laughs> so I, I I think it's one of those. They just overanalyzing it. Fair, yeah, that's true. And to be fair, I think J. Cole has some awful punchlines in this album. I thought punchline rap was dead. Even Nicki don't do it that much anymore. But mm-hmm. J. Cole is still attached to this shit, man. I think he thinks it makes him really clever when he thinks of things like this. But whatever. Point being, I was not a big fan of this song. Um, it kind of put me in a sour mood for the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, it got a little bit better. But I just, it sounded a whole lot like interlude. Just a braggadocious, I got a lot of money and I'm the best rapper out right now. And I'm going to talk about a theme about this album because I'm not sure. I want to get your take on it uh, on because I, I know you've listened to more J. Cole than I have. Mm-hmm. But th- this set up a, a bad it was a bad start for me, man. I wasn't a fan of this song. Mm. I didn't like the fact that they teased a Cameron sample or he teased a Cameron feature and yeah. he just talks shit. 
You know, there are better shit talkers than Cameron. I usually when Cameron comes on the track talking shit, he gonna spit at some point. Yeah. But on this one, he just talks shit and then that was it. So I was not a big fan, man, but I'll kick it to you. What do you think about this? It, How do you think it so got is this you? Pin, pin mentality? To me, yes, it's pig pin <laughs> pig status. Pin mentality. Man, okay. First track already pig pin. But <laughs> hey, only go up from here, right? Yeah. So what do um, you think, Figgy? Um, I was super hyped when I heard Cam. I, I did like you did. I thought I might have clicked on something else. And J. Cole, I was really shocked because J. Cole, he's known for not doing features or having people on his album. So I'm thinking this was a dip set type of beat, too. So I'm like, oh, shit, we about to get a legendary Cameron verse. Like, mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. shit, on the J. Cole on the J. Cole album, which he never had people on there. So I was hype at that point. And then when he said go in type of thing, I was just like, oh, shit. I thought he was going to I thought Cam was going to kick off the album. But um. I listened to it. I um I wasn't I, I really liked the beat a lot. So to me, I kind of canceled out the lyrics a little bit. <laughs> if that if that make any sense. If if the beat is super hard, you kinda you you kinda get the lyrics to pass a little bit. But it was some stuff that kind of bothered me a little bit. I noticed J. Cole always talk about the album sales for some reason. I don't know what it is. He said he said in the first verse, shit too easy for me now. Nigga Cole been going plat since back when CDs was around. And he it, it seemed like he I don't know what it is. He, he it's like he got a problem with people doing the double albums and trying mm-hmm. to sell more. And I think did he do this in this song? It might have been another song. But he pretty much um he he keep on talking about how people Oh yeah, he said it in the song. He said, um, he said, What you sold, I tripled that. Can't believe these fucking clowns. Look how everybody clapping when your 30 song album do a me- measly hundred thou. And it's like I, I I like as a fa- as a consumer, as a fan, as a customer, I don't care about that. Yeah. I don't like to me that's rich people problems. You 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 clowning the dude because he did a hundred thou. <laughs> which is pretty good to me, a hundred thousand units, and um, you put out thirty songs. I think that's all right, man. That's he had like he said, uh, you sold five thousand songs or five thousand uh, records. But I, I don't understand why he keep uh, talking about this. It seemed like that was a theme. I don't know if that's a, a theme to you, but it seemed like he keep talking about these albums. So he he did it in the Twenty One Savage song. It's a little distasteful to me, but as far as the lyrics, I I kind of canceled about it a little bit, man. I ain't gonna lie, the beat was so hard. <laughs> I, I I like this one. I was at this point, I was a little excited about the album, so I'm like, oh shit, okay. He you know he he kind of in his bag a little bit. The, uh, the production was pretty good. Uh, I I wasn't falling falling asleep on this on this intro. <laughs> So I'm like, okay. Uh, I was little. I was disappointed. Cam, what didn't have a verse? He should have had a verse at uh, at least in the middle. He he, he should have went in. Uh, and, and also, I was a little disappointed. He wasn't talking that real shit. I I disagree. I think Cam is a good shit talker. I think okay. he's a, I think he's a good hype man. He's clever. He kind of got that Jim Jones clever. I don't think he better than Jim Jones, but he got that Harlem cleverness. 
that uh, no point in looking at your time. You, uh, don't look at your watch. You know what time it is, that type of shit. Just some little simple but funny shit that's like, damn, I ain't think of that. Um, I think I think he could have been better, but um, it ain't no telling. He probably um, he probably ain't put his all to it. He probably just said, hey, let me talk a little bit and kept it simple. But um, yeah, I thought the intro was cool. I'm, I'm gonna give. I think it's qualified. Qualified. Okay. Okay. I already disagreeing on the first song, but that's <laughs> I, I okay, man. I think. I think that might be a trend on this. Well, we'll see how it goes. I, I, I will say I did like the. Um, I did like the Lil John sample in it too. I, you did? I, yeah, I did. I, I was cool with it. I wasn't offended. Okay. I, I thought it was cool. It wasn't too much, but I thought. I thought it was cool. I. I, I, okay. I had no problem with it. I wasn't a fan just because it sounded out of place. I feel like on that sample, on that beat, like you said, it had a more New Yorkish kind of sound, uh, Dipsetish kind of sound. It didn't go right. I feel like if you had like a crunk sounding song, that would go a lot better. But it just seemed like he was in a car and that shit came on the radio. He's <laughs> like, oh, man, that's fire. I should put that on my album. How about the first song? Let's get it hype. But it don't really match the beat, man, at least to me. At least yeah. to me. It, it to me it kinda um to me I think it kinda added to it. It kinda remind me of um remember the Dipset song Crunk Music? Yeah. It kinda rem- it was hard, man. Yeah, it kinda remind me of that it, because that song they kinda got a lot of flack for that song back in the day because it sounded too down southish. And it, put and, that song on now, man. We got we got to we got to read yeah. that shit. That shit was hard, man. The video had like the Warriors in it. They were remaking yes. the movie. That yes. shit was hard, man. Yeah, that, that get crunk movie. Yeah, that, that uh, the Warriors is my favorite movie too. Yeah, that so shit was I was hard, super hype. Yeah, nah, that was a dip set. It was like here we go, dip set. Come on. I know you're talking about J. Cole, man, but I'm sorry. I got to cleanse my palate a little bit. Blackout. Let's do it. The gems and juice. This is like the first song, maybe since uh, Dipset Anthem, that I really love from Dipset, man. Yeah. You the wrong Bato to fuck with. Clearly known as a young fox to the public and me, you been cracking the flesh. One word to describe me. Spectacular. Yes. Okay, I'm getting too hype now. Look, turn it down, turn it down. Yeah, I can listen to that whole song, man. Fuck it. You talk about J. Cole, but I'm sorry, I had to play some good music for a little bit, man, before we dive into this album again. I'm just playing. Yeah, but uh, so uh, back back real quick to your point about Cameron and being a good shit talker. He is a good shit talker. My problem is the hype man on a song is a downgrade from the MC. Yeah. You know that's yeah. why I get it. Yeah. Look, looking at Public Enemy, Flavor Flav was a hype man. He didn't rap. Mm-hmm. He just talked shit for the longest time. Jim Jones didn't rap. He was just talking shit. Yeah, did he? Uh, yeah, Diddy wasn't rhyming at first. He was just talking shit. The greatest shit talkers were great shit talk. They were hype men for a reason. They yeah. weren't the MC. So Cam being relegated to a hype man for J. Cole, it just seemed kind of out of place for me, man. I was expecting the verse, and I yeah, didn't get it. I, I agree and with I that. I was sad. I agree with that. That's kind of just, just imagine somebody like Rick Ross just randomly being the hype man yes. on a song and not giving a verse. It's kind of like, huh? Because sometimes I think 
I used to hate when rappers just used to give out a uh, a hook. When, mm-hmm. when uh, just imagine Cameron just was on the hook. It's like, damn, yeah. bro, you need a verse. Or just imagine if Jay Z was just on the hook. It's like, no, man, you need a verse. So yeah, no, I I 100% agree with that. I, I, yeah. That is kind of random. Just a, a guy like Cameron who got bars, <laughs> just just um, pretty much was a hype man. <laughs> It it wasn't it wasn't even like he was just doing a verse or something, or I mean, or a hook. Yeah, he just at the very beginning, at the very end, man. Very talking about my dog J Cole. I'm like, okay, yeah. but anyway, <laughs> so yes, I think that song is pig pen status. You think it's qualified? <laughs> yeah. So okay, on to track two. Track two is called Amari. Um, I actually like this song, man. It put me in a little better mood. I like the production. J. Cole selling his braggadocious bullshit already. Um, really not getting a whole lot of uh, lyrically uh, really anything from him yet. But, I mean, I like this song. I liked how it sounded. He had a nice flow. And I like this song, man. I really can't say much about it, except I liked it. I think it's qualified. It's, I'm getting a little, little, little more into the album at this point. Like I said, I didn't like that 95 South song. But this one... Got me in a little better mood, man. How about you? Um, I thought the song was cool too. I was kind of back and forth on it because I was like, huh? It's, it's to me, it sounded a little too commercial. But um, after after a second listen, I'm like, okay, this it's it's not it's not bad. So I I thought it was cool too. So I I give it qualified. Qualified. Okay, okay, not hard to say there, man. Just a cool song, cool song to get you into the album. Next song. Is a song, and oh yeah, another reason, uh, going back to the Cameron thing, another reason I thought that he didn't give a feature or get, didn't get a verse is because of the legendary J. Cole goes platinum without features thing. Yeah. So I was thinking like, okay, maybe the reason that Cameron didn't get a verse is because J. Cole is doing a thing again where he does no features and still goes platinum so he can brag about that shit and his fans can brag about that shit. Mm-hmm. And the very next song, after the third song on the album, has a feature. It is unlisted and uncredited on the actual song. You only until you hear it. He's doing. I guess I don't know if it was to take people by surprise or what. I kind of don't like this. I don't either. But uh, I guess they have their own reasons. But yeah, if you listen to the song on on a music platform, it does not say Twenty One Savage is on this song, but he is. He has a verse. Uh, the beat on this song is cool. Still not getting too much from J. Cole lyrically. Uh, more hood shit. Um, some punchlines that I think are getting cringeworthy now. He said, John Morant, I'm on my grizzly. <laughs> <sighs> and and that's, that go back to my point last week. It, it just seemed like these type of bars, these type of punchlines would have went good on this first mixtape, man. Yeah, It seemed like some, somebody that's just starting out. It kind of it, it kind of remind me of um, Corday, um, how that how we broke down that first album. It was it was like all right, it was it was good, but you could tell he's young and you know he's raw and you know he he would definitely expand from that. He should get better with time and and graduate for those type of lyrics. If you go back and listen to Kendrick, he was pr- uh, you could probably go back and hear some basic punchlines too, but. You listen to his shit now, it's like he's past that. 
Yes, that's a very SoundCloud rapper ass bar. Yeah. And if you're if you're J. Cole talking about how you're you're basically going so hard on this album and, and working so hard on it and, and basically making sure everything like his whole documentary was about how hard he's working on his album and how lyrically, you know, he's the best right now. You can't even have bars like this, man. I don't want to nitpick one bar, but there's yeah. a very SoundCloud rapper ass bar. John it's- Morant, I'm on my grizzly. Yeah, it's to yeah. me. To me, I uh, I remember. Uh, I want to say a couple years ago, we had uh, on the podcast where we kind of compared the um, each rapper to an NBA player. It was like a little yeah. list, and I want to say um, somebody compared him to Tim Duncan. And I think that's kind of <laughs> I think that's kind of <laughs> accurate, man. It, he's he's not flashy. He not about to give you these windmill dunks, or you know, he gonna use the glass. He gonna, you know, he gonna get back to the huddle. It's nothing pretty. It's nothing, you know. There's no lights, camera action. There's no shit talking. It's just play the game correctly, and you know that's it. <laughs> and, and, and go home. Nothing, nothing special. And that's to me. That's what that is. Yeah, basically, man. And he's all already spitting the the, the street talk from J. Cole is just something I'm not a big fan of. I'm not saying he's a liar. I don't know how he grew up, but it just it don't work for me for him, man. But but to look to my surprise and luckily, I feel like 21 Savage jumped on and saved the song, man. Like when he raps about street pain and real shit in the hood, it sounds a lot more genuine from him. And 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 see, that's the perfect example, because go back to his first mixtape, go back to his first project. He wasn't rapping like this. And it, mm-hmm. it's funny. Look at that BT cipher. That was probably <laughs> he got he got destroyed for that cipher. Like it looked like he ain't know what what the fuck he wanted to rap about. And now he he grew so much as an artist and it's it seemed like he's on his grown man. You could kind of see the the growth in that. I mean maybe I got to go back to some early J Cole and just see how he sounded then and sound now. But it seemed like J. Cole stayed the same. He stayed on the same level. He, he stayed, I don't want to call him average, but he just stayed on that same line. He didn't get better. You look at Kendrick. He got better. Look at Drake. He, you know, he got better. And, you know, we got him in this conversation. It just seemed like he never really, you know, got better. He stayed the same. Yeah, I agree, man. And, uh, uh, like you said, 21 grew a lot. You know, he came on like I liked his early music, but lyrically, you know, there was really not a whole lot of it whisper type flow. Very basic. It sounded good under production, but you would not say he was a great lyricist early in his career. Mm-hmm. But he's grown a lot, man. I've become yeah. a huge it's, fan at this point. It's very respectable now. Yeah, you can't you no, can't he, you can't lump him in as a mumble rapper. No, definitely not anymore. Mm-hmm. He has grown a lot, and I think he saved this song, man. So because of his verse, mainly, I'm giving this song a qualified rating. Qualified. I, I agree with you. I think it's qualified, too. Qualified. Okay. So I, I right now, I'm at one pig pin, two qualified. You're at three qualified so far. Okay, God, so damn. pretty good album. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm three for three. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty okay. good album. So hey, we we got a whole lot left, man. Yeah, we we, we just scratching the surface. We ain't even to the meet <laughs> the album yet. 
Uh, the next song is called Applying Pressure. Um, and yeah, I, the production on this was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the song name. I don't like when people take the recent Twitter slang and make a fucking song named it. That's a new thing going on. I like it when a man apply pressure. Mm-hmm. You got to apply pressure. It's like a meme going around now. I don't like when niggas take memes and slang like that and make them into songs. I just don't like that. It's kind of corny to me. Um, and and this, this okay. This is this is where I'm starting <laughs> to get a little annoyed with the bragging about how rich he is and bragging about how much he sells. And this is what I want to ask you because I know you listen to a whole lot of J. Cole. Does J. Cole usually rap like this? Or because it came off as insecure to me at this point. I kind of feel like somebody, something in particular happened. Maybe he's taking a criticism from the fans, from the people to heart. When people say he's boring, people say Drake is better. People say Kendrick is better. I don't know if he's just taking that and saying, hey, man, I'm selling a whole lot. I got bars, too. I got more money than them. Let me go show it. Or what? I don't know if this is just how he always rapped and I just didn't really notice it until now or if it's something new. So how, how am I off base here, man? What's going on with J. Cole? Why is he rapping so much about how much money he got when he don't wear designer clothes and he has a whole artistic thing going? Yeah. But talking about how hard he is and how much he sell. I think um, I think just as a rapper in general, that's one of the go tos. That's on the bullet point of rapping about how, how much better you are than them and how much more money you got and uh, and how you know fly you are type thing i think that's kind of a natural instinct but with him i don't think he used to rap like that as as much i think i think his whole thing was the whole you know i'm in college and i fucked this girl in the dorm type thing and it was more relatable towards the college um college crowd now he's not he's not in that lane now he's not struggling he, you know, he's a, a very rich man, so you you can't really rap about that college life now to me. And you can see throughout this album, he he still used he he rapped about the struggle a couple times, and I think I think that's I think that's his. Uh, I want I think that's why he he's kind of struggling to find himself. I'm I'm not saying he's lost, but I think he's at a point where. Uh, he's rich and he, you know, he kind of got that disconnect. He don't know what the, I don't think he know what to rap about because you see some of the greats like, uh, uh, Jay-Z, he kind of, he kind of backed away from the, the, uh, the drug, the heavy drug talk or the, I got the, all these women talk. He's kind of, he, he kind of moved to a, a, a grown man. I'm a family man. I got these businesses type of talk, which, you know, some people don't like it, but he, you know, if you rap what you live, that's that's how he's living right now. I think J. Cole, I, he's not really out there. He's kind of behind the scenes. So it probably don't make sense for him to rap about that because, he, you know, he's kind of, I don't want to say he, he's in hiding, but he's not out in in the public like that. So I think it, I think he kind of had a crossroads where he's trying to, um, he's really trying to find himself. He's trying to. You know, he want to rap how he usually rap, 
but you know he's not that designer guy <laughs> he's he's not that anymore so he can't really rap about oh I'm rocking these dirty shoes so I think he to me I think he's in a crossroad where you know he want to he want to be up there with the Drakes and the Kendricks but um yeah I, I just think he's in the crossroad right now he's you know he he's kind of I think he kind of remind me of Wale a little bit because mm-hmm. Wale, I heard that a lot. Yeah, Wale is in that same category where you know he he want to be respected as uh, as a top tier MC uh, rapper, but um, he don't know what he don't know if he should be a conscious rapper. He don't know if he maybe I should talk about what everybody else talk about and rap about chains and um, Ben. You know, uh, three hundred bins and stuff like that. I think I think it's it's hard with these type of rappers because you you want to relate, but you don't want to be outside of yourself. If that makes sense, and I think Jake Cole is right there because I I I do think he should be in that category. But if you to me, I I just think he never grew. I think he always been the same since you know his. First mixtape for real, maybe maybe the early mixtapes he was tr- he was kind of chasing a single, but outside uh, outside of that, as far as the bars, it's kind of similar to me. Yeah, and I, I think you're right. I think he might be just struggling for content to rap about because I understand you can't rap about struggling forever, and he does that too sometimes. But yeah. I, like, I, I don't care that you rich man. I like okay. Now there are a few bars that bothered me. On this song, number one, he says, "Shit, crazy." Didn't know I got more M's in a real Slim Shady video. <laughs> okay, we forgave the first M bar with the Luigi Mario hat thing. <laughs> this is two now, and, and saying I got more M's in a Slim Shady video. <laughs> okay, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. <laughs> Enough with the M metaphors man we get the m m and m and m's m and, uh, <laughs> i see it went over your head man see you gotta play that back i said i got more m's in a slim shady he said he got more m's in a slim shady video <laughs> fuck master flex going crazy drop a bomb yeah. on that shit drop bombs mm-hmm. yeah he said got more m's we get it jake okay the first one we gave you a pass for it's getting old now yeah. Uh, enough with the M metaphor, double entendres. We get it. Uh, another one, and this one's actually kind of gone semi-viral on social media. He says, um, I can cap and say I never scratched my jealousy's itch, but thank God I conquered that because if not, I'd never be rich. Envy, keep your pockets empty, so just focus on you. If you broke and clown a millionaire, the joke is on you. Hmm. <laughs> if you broke and clowning a millionaire, the joke is on you. Hmm. <laughs> Why does J. Cole get away with this? Why? Imagine, imagine for a second, because I've seen this, and there's a viral tweet now with thousands of retweets, fans defending it, saying, oh, wow, uh, J. Cole just bodied 95% of Twitter with this bar. Imagine if Jay-Z said this. Imagine if Jay-Z said, if you broke and clowning a millionaire, the joke is on you. Imagine it, man. 
Yeah. There would be a hundred think pieces out right now. <laughs> there would be threads. Jay-Z the capitalist back at it again with yeah. his rich bourgeoisie bars. Yeah. People would be losing their mind. They lost them, they lost their mind over the money phone bar. Yes. And I don't even think that was that bad. <laughs> we got real money over here. Like niggas would kill Jay-Z for this bar. Niggas yeah. would kill a lot of people for this type of bar. Why does J. Cole get a pass for saying this shit? Because he wear dirty shoes, like you say. Because he wear a hoodie with no logo on it. Because he has the uh, aura of an artistic guy who's smart. And we give him a pass for this bullshit. It's the same shit that No Name was attacking him for. (laughs) And I think this is low-key a subliminal at No Name. Mm. Because she be going at Beyonce and Millionaires too. Hmm. 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 It could be. Hmm. I'm just. I just want to know why he gets a pass and why Jay Z wouldn't. In this yeah. case, I gotta ask yeah. Jasmine. <laughs> yeah. No. That, no. That's yeah. no. That's a good point. I ain't, I ain't even think about that. That's a. That's a good point. And I don't know. A lot of people was like, "Yeah, that's that's the bar of the year." I seen a couple people saying that, and it's just like, man, like. I don't know, because, look, we work in media, and our job is to cover, you know, athletes, um, celebrities, and stuff like that. If they do something silly, of course we're going to clown them, man. So I just don't understand. To me, that's that's like saying, oh, I don't care what y'all think, I'm rich. It's that. To- it's like, hey, I got money, you don't. To me, I, I feel like that's more of a cop. I know, it's- I know I'm getting too deep into it, but... I just hate the cop out there. Oh, well, you know, I'm selling records. You, you know, oh, you're just, you're just there. You know, I got money. Like you're broke, that type of thing. I just hate that, man. Yes. Be- because uh, if you, if you doing something silly or you put out something whack, we got the right to say, nah, that's not it. We got the right to say, nah, you silly for that. It don't matter. if Like, I don't care if you got money. I mean, that don't protect you. That just because you got money don't mean we can't criticize you. Yes. So to me, that's when I heard that. That's what that reminded me of. So that's kind of similar to saying, "Hey, you know, um, if we say this movie is bad, then you say, oh, well, who cares? I'm rich, or who cares? You know, the the movie did numbers type of thing.'" And How can you hate on Tyler Perry? He rich. He got money. Where's your movie at? Where's your studio at? Huh? Yeah, that's to me. That's 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 just a weak argument, man. I, I hate when people do that. That's that's what this boy kind of reminded me of. And, and he tried to play both sides because for, for full context, he said, "If you broke and clowning a millionaire, the joke is on you. Money ain't everything. I never say that, but niggas throw stones knowing they sell their soul to get wherever they at." Yeah, true for some people, not everybody. Yeah. Money literally isn't everything for everybody, number one. Number two, I think instead of asking why broke people clown rich people, ask why millionaires care. Yeah. If I had a million dollars, I wouldn't care what people who don't have my money say about me. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we all kind of, nobody wants to get clowned. Yeah. But I'm sure if I was rich, I could easily just fucking... If I was annoyed by something, I'd just fly to France. 
<laughs> yeah. Be like, let me take a little vacation mm-hmm. with my money and get an orgy with a bunch of hoes. Yeah. Like, I, I, I would definitely do something instead of cry and ask why these broke people are, are, are picking on me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wouldn't, maybe, maybe why, uh, ask why y'all are so sensitive. Yeah. And, and not why we throwing stones or whatever. But that's just me. I know it's a rant, but yeah. That's how I feel. But anyway, so to rate this song, I think it's Pigpen. I didn't like this song. The beat was good. Production-wise, it was good. Lyrically, I'm getting sick of this side of J. Cole. I want to do something else. Uh, what do you think, man? Pigpen. Um, I think it's Pigpen yes. mentality, too, man. Yeah. The hogs, okay. the pig. I, yeah, I, I ain't really care for that one. Okay, okay. I know I know. we we only damn near halfway through the album, so we're going to go a little bit faster now, man. Yeah. Um, Next song, Punching the Clock. Uh, this song had Damian Lillard on it. Mm. Um, yeah, he does the intro. Uh, I think it's a, I forget what, what, I think it was like a recording or something. I can't remember what it sounded like, but I know Damian Lillard was on it. And, <laughs> and luckily he saved us from rapping. <laughs> so I was grateful You're not for a that. You Damian Lillard fan when it comes to rapping? Uh... <laughs> I feel like he wins the best NBA rapper by default because mm. there's only been like what three? There's no good NBA rappers, yeah. <laughs> exactly, especially currently. So yeah, saying he's the best NBA rapper is not saying a whole lot. Yeah, he can yeah. rap. Everybody says he can rap, and, but it's and he like, lost to Shaq. <laughs> yes. Oh, he got killed by Shaq. Let's be real. He got killed by Shaq. So yeah. uh this song was all right. Uh it, it it's Talk more talking about some street shit, uh, but but it's a it's, I don't know it, it's it it was okay. <laughs> the production was like the production on this album for the most part is pretty good, so I can't hate on that. But uh, it, it just didn't really impress me. He starts off saying, "I got more cribs and habitat for humanity," so <laughs> it's like okay, more rich nigga shit, more talking about how tough life was in the hood. <laughs> And I don't know if I still believe that or not, but okay. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't a bad song, but it, it wasn't... I, I would say it's qualified, but just barely. Mm-hmm. Qualified. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. So okay, yeah, that's I, where I'm at with that. I didn't really care for this one either. I ain't, pig pen yeah, I think it's pig pen mentality. That's something, okay. I, that's something I wouldn't go back to. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, next song, 100 Mil... Featuring, I think his name is Bass 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 Boss. I can't Bass. remember how you pronounce oh. it, but he's a pretty good singer, man. Um, it starts off by saying "100 mil and I'm still on the grind." So I'm like, <laughs> okay, it's gonna be one of those fucking songs again. Another "I'm the best rapper." Another "I got a lot of money" song. Um, I. I I'm looking for any cringeworthy bars because I can't remember what he said in the song. (laughs) Um, Yeah, man. Like, it didn't do nothing for me. Uh, I would say this was pig pen. Pig pen mentality. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I ain't care for this one either. (laughs) The hogs, the pigs. Uh oh, it's getting kind of rough for J. Cole, man. (laughs) Still not feeling this album too much in the middle part. Uh, Next song is let me go back to the track list where the fuck is it pride um, pride is okay. the devil pride is the devil okay another song with a feature on it mm-hmm. j a little baby comes <laughs> through 
and once again, J. Cole getting carried. <laughs> I got to say, J. Cole getting carried. Mm. J. Cole looking like Steph in the finals. <laughs> he 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 swear he the nicest, but when the finals come around, he got to get saved by a Kevin Durant or a Clay Thompson or Andre Iguodala. I don't know, man. Mm. Looking kind of rough for Jermaine. Little baby slid through and kind of wrecked him, man. Now to be yeah, fair, I'm not a huge little baby fan. Yeah, little baby, he been he been giving out a lot of leg- uh, good verses though. I ain't gonna lie, he been kind of he been doing his thing, man. So it, it's not surprising. So I I yeah I think I think little baby been giving out some good verses to uh, to Drake. So I I wouldn't put it past him on this one too. Yeah, yeah, but I will say I like this song. J. Cole wasn't bad on it. Like, we're starting to hear a little bit more vulnerability now. It's yeah. not just money, I got money. And, and like, this was song was the start of, of more vulnerable side to J. Cole being shown. Lil Baby, of course, slid on it and killed it. So I would say this song was qualified, man. I enjoyed it. Qualified. Me too. I think, I think it's qualified. Qualified. All right, all right. Things are coming up. Uh, next song is "Let Go My Hand" with bass or boss again. And black. I'm fucking up his pronunciation. Pronunciation. Yeah. But "Let Go My Hand," I will go ahead and just say right now, this is my favorite song on the album. Okay. I like this song a lot. I felt mm. like, okay, finally this nigga's talking about something. <laughs> finally, he's being relatable. Finally, he's being vulnerable. Finally, I feel like we got the real J Cole in this song. <laughs> I felt like he wasn't forcing a rap. It didn't sound like he was doing the rapper voice. He was just had a very calm, collected flow. Kind of sound like you just talking on the song, man. But I ain't got the discipline for sticking with it. Now I'm on the way to London. Critical of himself. Talking about how he wasn't as tough as he seemed in the hood. Like this, this was some this this was like the example of what people think that J. Cole is. Like this is what J. Cole is when people try to describe him, man. Relatable, conscious, talking real shit. This is the first time I felt something real come from J. Cole on the album. Yeah. And I like the song a lot, man. Lyrically, I think it's the best one. It didn't seem forced. No corny punchlines. No, like, it was just a, a good vibe, a good song. Mm-hmm. I love this song, man. Honestly, I'll be honest, man. I, this is my favorite song on the album so far. Well, definitely. But we'll rate the album in a little bit. But uh, what do you think, man? Yeah, How do you feel about I, I, it? I agree with you. I, I like that song, too. It was kind of chill, laid back. It's something you could actually play in the car on a um, mm-hmm. on a um, like a early Sunday morning. It's not too heavy. It is, it, yeah. I think it's a, a real good vibe to that song. So yeah, I agree with you. I I think that song is qualified. Qualified. Yeah, and that song he also confirmed that he had a fight with Puff Puffy Diddy, however you want to say him. He confirmed that there was a rumor they had a fight in 2013. Um, I, the, the reason why has never really been fully stated. Some people said it was because J. Cole was dancing too close to Cassie. Mm. Other people said that Diddy was mad because Kendrick called himself the king of New York in a song, I think, Control or whatever. Yeah, that, that's the one I heard. I heard um, he yeah. was kind of taking up for Kendrick on that, or on the Control so, song. He did, after after they both said that was a lie, he did come out and say this actually happened. So 
<laughs> okay, that's why you never believe rappers, man. Just yeah. don't, because <laughs> they lie. <laughs> but yes, uh, good song. Black was on this song too. I didn't yeah. realize. Yeah. And, and Diddy did the outro as well. So I guess they're on good terms now. So good for mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Uh, we, we will skip interlude because yeah. we already reviewed that song yesterday. I, I still feel last week. I, I still feel the same way about that song too. I ended up listening to it, and I still didn't really care for it. <laughs> Yeah, same here, man. Um, yeah, I didn't even. I skipped it this time. Mm. I skipped it this time. I, I tried to uh, listen to it because I was with Jasmine the other day, and um, she's like, "How you gonna?" It's an interlude, and and then after a while, I'm like, "Maybe you know, maybe I gotta hear it with the album." But it wasn't like a. I I heard some interludes too. It mm-hmm. to me that was a song. <laughs> it was a, it was a shorter song, but to me it's still a song. And I, I ain't really care for it. So I, I'm not giving it, oh, it's an interlude, so give it a pass. I I no, I didn't care for it still, man. <laughs> just because the song is called interlude don't mean it's an actual interlude. Yeah. That's just what the song is called. It's a it's a full song. It was he, a, released as a he single. A, he had a verse. <laughs> it was yes. a verse on it. It wasn't like it was just humming. It, it's one thing if it was an R&B artist and she was just kind of humming on it. Yes. And it was like 50 seconds. But no, he had a nice, he had a a, a full verse on there. <laughs> so I, I'm not giving that a pass. It, I still ain't really fuck with the song like that. Yeah, I agree. So we going to go ahead and skip that. We already said it was Pigpen status on the last podcast. So yeah, Pigpen status for that song as well. Um, Next song, we getting close to the end. Next song is called The Climb Back. <laughs> uh... This song, I thought it was okay, but we're starting to get into the more forced punch lines again. Uh, some of the shit he said, one phone call gets you canceled like a homophobe in this PC culture. Some shit like this. Is, uh, uh, I, I'm sending a warning. A problem like me is like the BET Hip Hop Awards. I'm starting to see you niggas don't want it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I don't really know what that means, uh, and that reminds me of another bad punch. Remember on the I just remember this too on that uh, nine three till infinity freestyle. He said to end the freestyle. He said, "I'm the hardest thing out the south since slavery." Yeah, I'm surprised ain't nobody get upset about that. Did you I, see I, people I, upset about that? No, I didn't. I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck that means. He said it twice. Yeah, I'm the hardest thing coming out the South since slavery. Like yeah. what? Yeah, I, I, I was thinking about that ball for like the entire day, <laughs> and I can't figure out like what he really meant by it. The hard like, and, and see, that's the other thing with Jacob. Like when you listen to people, um, say what you. I don't. I don't think you're a fa- uh, fabulous fan, but no, nah, really. He say he say like some basic shit. But you come back around, you be like, oh, okay. You you kind of come back years later, like, oh, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like if you listen to a fab, uh, if listen to the fabulous freestyle, uh, the cipher freestyle, the one he had with Joel Santana, and I forgot who else was on there. But if you listen to that to this day, you like, oh, okay, I get it. It's like, it's it's all type of ways you could twist it. Yeah, J Cole. It's never like that with J Cole. Is it would be a bar like that where you like is it am I missing something? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you could be overthinking it and it's yes. it's not even there. It's 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 just it's just regular. 
And then he'll pump up a bar like, you know, M on your head like Luigi brother. It's kind of like, eh, it, it's kind of, yeah, sometimes he'll say something like that and then have you thinking way too much and it don't even be there. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was thinking all kinds of like, are he's saying that slavery was hard? Because, <laughs> okay, we know that, but it didn't also just happen in the South. It happened everywhere. And I'm thinking like, is he saying like, I don't I, 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 my mind went a lot of places. I'm like, am I, am I missing something here? But yeah, it was like, whatever. They Of course, they hyped up on the, hyped up on the show, but whatever. Anyway, back to this song. Um, I, I say the song is qualified, but there are a few cringeworthy um, bars, more street talk, more. We're getting into the forced street rapper version of J. Cole again. <laughs> After I thought we we're getting the more vulnerable side, the more real side. We are back to the my life was so I was out in the street. I saw some real shit, nigga. <laughs> and I was like, okay, whatever. But it's qualified. not a bad song. I'll give it qualified. What do you think, Figgy? Qualified. I think it's qualified too. I ain't I ain't really have a problem with it. I uh I thought the beat was cool. And so um kind of with the intro, I kind of tuned out the um, the lyrics a little bit. It was just one of those songs you kind of vibe to and you kind of put the lyrics in the back. But um I I thought it was cool. I didn't have a problem with this song. All right, all right, all right. Um next song is close. Um I have to remember how you even felt about this song. Where I put it? Was it I, I said I didn't like this song. Okay, I don't like that part. Okay, I don't like this You don't know what candy paint is, J. Cole. Stop it. You bad enough you rapped on still tipping. Now you trying to talk about candy paint? Pig pen mentality. I don't, I don't think you got the Jay Prince uh, uh, co-sign and talk like that, J. Cole. You know, we do. You know, I don't know if you mob ties qualify. You got to check in with Jay Prince. We did. Uh, but yeah, I wasn't really a big fan of this. Like, like, it was another song where, okay, J. Cole's rapping good, but lyrically you look and, okay, it's the same street tales. It's the same, like, I don't know. The beat was okay, but it was just, I don't know. I, I was maybe getting J. Cole out at this point. Because <laughs> maybe if it was the beginning of the album, I like it a lot more. But towards the end, after hearing the whole 30-plus minutes of J. Cole, yeah. I just thought it was, eh. I, it didn't really do much for me. But I, maybe I'm wrong. How do you feel, man? Uh, I was cool with the song, too. I'll I, I give it a qualifier. I think he was... He was qualified. I, I ain't going to say he was going in, giving them bars, but... <laughs> Sometimes uh, after a while, you just kind of, I, I don't want to disrespect to say I just tuned his lyrics out, but I, I, I thought it was a cool song, man. I, I wouldn't put this song in a Serato, but it, yeah. it was a song, um, it was a song I'm like, all right, this is this is actually cool. I, you know, I'm cool with it. I, I ain't going to skip it. It was cool. He did have a couple of weird lines. He said, I opened up my eyes with a joke, heart pumping like Usain Bolt. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of. Stuff like that. It's just, it's it's very Cassidy like. <laughs> if you if you're familiar <laughs> with, if you're familiar with Cassidy, he yes he was the king of that back in '04, and uh, around that time, that's when that shit kind of started getting real hot during that time. Where uh, I I can't think of a Cassidy bar, but he would say the basic shit like, "Oh yeah, I got, I got, I got, 
I got these niggas salty like potato chips and <laughs> you know it'd be, be shit like that. Uh, back in '04, that shit was you know it was hard. Where it's like, oh shit, salty like potato chips. Now it's kind of like, man, that's so elementary, man. <laughs> it's very elementary, and he's still doing it after what he been he been around for over ten years. Nobody does punchline rap anymore, man. Even Lil Wayne and Drake gave it up, and they were the kings of that shit back mm-hmm. in like 2009, 2010. They gave that shit up. Nikki, who has been doing it for forever, yeah. I think she finally has started to give it up as well. Yeah. But J. Cole, yeah, he's, I don't <laughs> know. It, it just reeks to him trying to feel like, look, I got to blow these niggas' minds. You know, I got to yeah. say something real clever. I got to think of punchlines. Enough with the punchlines. But see, man. that's the thing, man. I feel like uh, you don't even have to do that now. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think people looking for the uh, the punchlines like that. I think if you just talk about some, um, yeah, I don't want to say talk about some real shit, but I'm I'm trying to think what what do Drake be talking about? He he liked to address a lot of things in his raps too, but I don't I don't think people looking for the punchlines. I think the only people that do Punchlines is, is is people like Cam, Cameron. Yeah. And uh, I think he got away from it. He started getting a little more personal in his raps now. So, um, yeah, I don't think people really looking for the punchlines like that. Look at, look at somebody like a Jim Jones. He he was never a punchline person either. But mm-hmm. he, he just got more personal now. And um, I, I don't know, man. I can't really pinpoint it, man. I, I don't think J. Cole was the personal type of rapper. Or even person at all because we kind of don't really know about him, so I, I don't know. He, it, it wasn't yeah. like he had a public girlfriend and he got some shit to uh, get off his chest. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I, I agree, man. I don't know where it came from. Um, the last song, and we'll wrap this up. And that's the longest time we probably ever talked about J Cole on this podcast <laughs> ever. We set a new record. But this is the last song, Hunger on Hillside. Um, the beat's cool. I was not a fan of the punchlines. I was not a fan of the metaphors. He's, he's still doing this shit. He said something that annoyed me. He said, I see right through you niggas just like Tupac hologram. <laughs> Number one, how long ago was a fucking Tupac hologram, man? It was like 10 years ago. It it wasn't that long ago, but it was a while ago, man. (laughs) How how recent is a fucking Tupac hologram? Maybe this was an old song. Maybe he wrote it a long time ago and just got a chance to write it. I don't know. But shit like that, man. The hologram Uh, was 2012. Oh, my goodness. Oh, (laughs) damn. It was about 10 years ago. Holy shit. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah, April, it don't even feel like it was that long. April ago. 2012, so it was damn near 19 years, a little over 19 years. <sighs> you yeah. can't get this game from no TED talk. Uh, like, uh, I mean, I, yeah. I guess I'm nitpicking at this point because yeah, I put th- the whole game on, on t- put the whole game on top of my back. Don't need no chiropractor, like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to come out as nitpicky, but nah. see, I think see, um, I I think I think you are kind of nitpicking a little bit because fair enough. I I, I know J Cole want to be respected as this lyricist, 
So I understand why you nitpick, because if you want to put yourself in that category, you, you never hear people like a Kanye saying, hey, I'm the lyricist. When you come to me, I'm the lyricist. He don't really come to you like that. I think if he did, I think we'll be nitpicking Kanye, too. And mm-hmm. he'll be called out for, you know, his, you know, not writing this shit, obviously. But um, I think that's the problem with Drake, too, because um, a lot uh, he wanted he he wanted to be considered as that top top man. So people was bringing up the ghostwriting and, the, you know, mm-hmm. the reference tracks. But um, with with him, I think I think you I think you can't really look too hard into the lyrics with J. Cole. You can't analyze it. He's not Jay Z, you or Nas. You can't just analyze his lyrics. I think, I think a bit part of his um, thing is the the production, and just the smooth flow. Because if you like, I said I I kind of tune out his lyrics. I don't really analyze his lyrics too much, because like like I said, he's the Tim Duncan of uh, hip hop. He kind of average. Yeah. It, uh, and you know he's not really flashy or super creative when it comes to lyrics, but overall, just the just the flat out music, I think it's cool. It's, it, it, J Cole wasn't a, a rapper where if it if it's on, I'm like, man, what the fuck is this bullshit? I gotta skip this shit. But if you listen to it, if you analyze it, it's kind of like, what the fuck is he talking about? Like, he ain't really all that. It's not, you know, it's it's not something where I'm like, damn, he just said this. Let me rewind this and tell you what he said. It's it's very average, but I think it's I think his shit is um, leaned on heavily by um, his production for sure. Yeah, and that's one thing I'll say: the production on this album, for the most part, was on point. Um, I don't think I heard a song I just hated off the production alone. It was more so lyrically the the double time triple time flow he was doing got old after a while a little bit too and the content was just not because you know maybe maybe i'm grading on a curve maybe i'm being too harsh but like i said like i said last week man uh people put him in the top three of current rappers yeah and we are very harsh on both kendrick and drake you know imagine if drake dropped an album like this yeah. Imagine if Kendrick, after what seems like so long of a layoff, dropped an album that sounded like this. We'd be very disappointed. Just talking yeah. about how much money you got, talking about shit in the street. Like, we expect a lot from Kendrick in his next album. Mm-hmm. I Socially. Kinda, I, I kind of feel bad. I don't even know because I I wasn't, um, I, I won't sit there and say I was the biggest fan of Damn, but... Um, a lot of people did like that album, and yeah, honestly, I, like it too. I don't even know how. I don't even know if he could top that. <laughs> I, I I don't know what type of Kendrick we gonna get, but he gotta top that shit, man. <laughs> so uh, that that's gonna be tough, man. Because um, look at Drake. People feel like he didn't really um, top his other albums with Scorpio. So it's it, it's really tough, and I don't think Scorpio was a really bad album, but um, yeah, I don't think they could have got away with a a, a a J Cole type of album. And that's the thing, Drake has to make Drake has several goals with an album. Number one, he has to lyrically deliver for the hip hop heads. He has to make a number one smash hit for the radio, 
to go on tour. He has to yep. do that. Mm-hmm. He has to make great R&B songs for the ladies. Like He has a lot of check marks for his albums. Yeah. And he has a lot of pressure. Uh, Kendrick, he has a whole lot of pressure for this next album. Mm-hmm. And J. Cole just gets to put out his stuff. And like it, it's always it's going to be, okay, it's good as J. Cole. You know, he's rapping, production, nice beat, nice rhymes. What more do you want, like Fonte said? Fair enough. But if if that's his scale, then I don't think you can put him with Kendrick and Drake because they yeah. have to do more to impress us. And Cole can just come out, write a few bars, rap fast, have some decent production, too good production, and we'll be like, okay, classic album, yeah. whatever. Yeah, this this the part I really don't get, man. Um, because I think J. Cole is the perfect example of um I would say um I would say he's kind of like the um it, he's all hype pretty much when it comes to his image. He's kind of like the DJ Khaled when it comes to uh lyrics and, and the, the, like as the one of the best rappers. But um to me, I think I, I just don't get how people feel like he's the top 3 right now or, you know, up there, but don't really pay attention to a rapper like Fonte or, uh, you know, a rap, uh, a, a group like Lil Brother, because I feel like they at least got the lyrics. They, mm-hmm. they, they I, I feel like they somewhat similar as far as like, they always got the production. They always got the, um, they, you know, they got some good lyrics. I don't see why people don't put them up there at this point. Then if, if you sitting there dying on the hill for J Cole, I feel like the other guys are better rappers than J. Cole to me. And I think their production is better. But we don't really put them up there at all. <laughs> so um yeah, I just don't understand. I I, I don't I, I don't think a, a rapper like Fonte uh, Fonte not up there as far as like in the spotlight when it comes to J. Cole. Mm-hmm. But if you want to put them side by side and look at their, you know, uh, I guess uh, rate them on lyrics, production, and stuff like that. I I don't think I would put J Cole over that, over uh, over somebody like Afante. You know, I wouldn't put J Cole above a lot of people. Yeah. But ultimately, ultimately, it comes down to image. J Cole yeah. is younger. He's light skinned. Women think he's pretty, and they'll support him in, in whatever he does as now long as he makes. He, decent music. He did have the big singles that um yeah. somebody like Afonte um didn't have. But as far as as far as the lane um J. Cole is in now and what he was in the past couple albums where it really was he, he really didn't do any promo and stuff like that. I don't see why um Fonte don't enter the conversation. Because if 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 J Cole wasn't a flashy person, and if he was if he didn't have the singles and stuff like that, I think he would be more on a um a, a, a I think he'd be more of a poor man's Fonte to me. He's a poor man, a lot of people to me, and and to wrap up by this because okay, uh, last I don't think we rated that last song. I thought it was qualified. I thought it was cool. Good good way to wrap up the album. Yeah. I was down with it. Okay. Um, so so my quick question before we give our final grades on the album and move on. Um 
why why is I feel like and I was already talking about how I feel J. Cole is afforded a lot of things that other artists aren't. Uh why is he allowed to have toxic masculinity? What you mean? Mm-hmm. He says bitch a lot. Mm. Like he says bitch a lot. Mm. Drake can't say bitch no more. <laughs> Drake don't say bitch yeah, at I, all. I didn't realize that. Damn. Okay. J. Cole says these bitches, this bitch, this bitch on my dick, your bitch on my dick. Mm. Why J. Cole is allowed to get away with toxic masculinity. Mm. And another controversial bar came from that uh freestyle. He said, I gotta pull it up real quick. Oh yeah. He said something about this Cosby. Was, yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah. I gotta find it now because it was very, very, very controversial. <laughs> um he okay, he said, no Bill Cosby shit, but if niggas is sleeping, then fuck them. Mm. Hmm. <laughs> so are we we letting this fly? We letting him make a punchline and a metaphor out of a very serious alleged rape case. Mm. This okay? If this is okay, if this is okay, cue up that R. Kelly figure. <laughs> we we uncanceling R. Kelly's music. I'm not saying the person. I'm not saying the person. <laughs> but we are uncanceling R. Kelly's music. If this is okay. It's not just a dance. It's a it's a culture. It's a it's, it's a culture. It's, it's yeah. Don't worry, people. You Your weddings are saved. Yeah. We're opening up again. Pandemic is over. Niggas is vaccinated. You getting married. You having dance parties again. And you can play the classic R. Kelly timeless hits like Step in the Name of Love. Yes, here we go. Um I'm canceled his music. Not him. He's in prison. He's still riding. But shit, this shit bumps. Don't talk. Like you can't play no R. Kelly no more. Because Bill Cosby jokes are cool now. Look. We are R. Kelly's music is uncanceled. Not him. But if we're if J. Cole can get away with the Bill Cosby bar, then y'all ain't got no smoke with him. <laughs> then I'm bringing back R. Kelly music, okay? <laughs> if y'all got a problem, take it up with J. Cole because you allowed that shit. I'm bringing it back, man. It feels good. Now, admit it, Figgy. Admit this song makes you feel good. It do, man. It do. See? I don't know if I should feel dirty about it, but it See? do, man. You can't... Look, man. This is a very positive, uplifting song. It is. And I'm not saying nothing about uncanceling R. Kelly. He is in jail. He's in prison. He ain't getting out no time soon. He's paying for his crime. And that is that. But y'all, if y'all letting J. Cole fly with making light of Bill Cosby allegations, <laughs> then I'm saying the floodgates are open. Yeah. We can uncancel R. Kelly's songs, the good ones. Mm-hmm. That I make the, I, I have made that statement. I've declared that on the Gems and Jukes podcast this week. You're uncanceling R. Kelly music. Don't look at me dirty when I play it in my car no more, women. (laughs) If you a J. Cole fan, you a woman, you ain't going to allow to look at me dirty when I play R. Kelly in my car because you playing J. Cole and he making Bill Cosby punch lines. Yeah, you know what they're going to say. Well, he ain't mess with no underage women. Uh, Wait a minute, because let's go a little earlier. 
let's go a little earlier in this. Uh, where is it at? Okay, J. Cole earlier in the 93 till infinity, uh, freestyle, he said, My new crib got the Times Square to view it while two bitches, bitches, lay in my bed. I'm used to it. That's your best friend giving me head. Now you do it. <laughs> Wait, that don't sound like consensual, J. Cole. That don't mm. sound like she want to do it. Mm. It sounds like he giving the command. Oh, shit. Is that yeah, consensual? He, he sound like he telling her. Not, yeah. Not asking. Yeah. That sounds mm. problematic to me, man. Damn. That sounds problematic. <laughs> so why why is J. Cole allowed to be toxic? Mm. And display toxic masculinity. Hmm. Mm. Damn, I ain't thinking. Got to ask these questions, man. I don't see yeah. nobody else asking this. Damn. He says "bitch" a lot, <laughs> makes Bill Cosby punchlines, and he is describing a sexual situation that does not sound one hundred percent consensual. Hmm. Hmm. <sighs> Damn, man, I ain't even think about this. <laughs> he got a lot we, of red we, flags, man. I don't know if we being petty. Or we thinking too much into it, but shit, man, it's a lot of red flags. We've been talking about this for a minute. It's a lot of red flags in his uh, in his lyrics. It is, and people have taken Drake to court for this shit. Yeah, like I've seen Twitter threads talking about how toxic Drake is. So, oh yeah, another thing he said in this freestyle, <laughs> he said, uh, "After I hit, I cut you off like Picasso ear, Picasso ear." Okay, that's a punchline about how Picasso cut off his left left ear or some shit. But he's saying after I hit, I quit. I cut you off. That's toxic. <laughs> how come J. Cole gets away with this? Is just rap? Is just music? Is he married? Okay. I think he is. He has okay. a son. Okay. Yeah, I think he is. So of mm. course it, yeah. it's all cap. Yeah, but but it, it's still a a uh, misogynistic point of view for his music. Yeah, I don't see any of the blue checks coming from. Yeah, and, and to me, this kind of go back to what I've been saying before. It seemed like he's been talking about this for the past twelve years. <laughs> and at, at some point, you gotta, you know, kind of graduate from that type of rap because you like I know I, I don't want to keep comparing them to Jay Z, but you don't hear Jay Z talking about. He got two bitches in the bed, and he cutting bitches off, and all this other stuff. Yeah, I, I know. he had to apologize for big pimping. <laughs> Years later, damn, yeah, but he, like, I know he got Beyonce, so he could just rap about his wife all the time. But you, you, you got to get somewhere else at some point because if you still. You know, it's one thing when you first starting off, you rapping about bitches and you know shit like that, but. If it's 10 years later and you still talking about fucking two bitches and, you know, it's just kind of like, like you ain't got nothing else to talk. You still doing this shit? It's, it's kind of like, I know we criticize Nicki Minaj for this, but it's kind of like rapping, uh, kind of having that childish rap, I guess, for lack of a better mm-hmm. word. Where it's just like, damn, you still rapping about the pink wigs and... You bitches are my sons. Yeah, you you still kind of, you know, rapping about that. We kind of want to hear, you you know, you got to grow a little bit. So, yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm just asking questions, man. Maybe we, we'll have a uh, J. Cole super fan on in the future, and we'll have to press that person about yeah. why J. Cole is given a license to be toxic <laughs> and nobody else can. Mm? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, so let's wrap this up, man. My final thoughts on the album. It, I'm not going to say it was disappointing because I wasn't, you know, my calendar wasn't marked. Yeah. For the J. Cole album release date. <laughs> but I, I, there were some songs I liked. There was one song I really liked. And the rest were just, it didn't it didn't impress. It sounded kind of insecure in a way, talking mm-hmm. about how much he made, talking about how good of a rapper he is. I would rather you show me and not tell me. But whatever. Maybe, like you said, it's kind of a rap thing. But I expected more based on what his fan base is always saying about him. And it didn't make me a fan. So overall, I'm going to have to say this album is pig pen status. Oh, man. Mentality. <laughs> I have to, man. Damn. I can't get it qualified. I can't get it qualified. Plus, he 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 had the nerve to rap on still tipping. <laughs> no, no. I know I wasn't on the album, but still, I'm yeah. holding that against him anyway. <laughs> Damn. What about a, you, man? I'm going to feel guilty now because I, I, I will feel guilty to give him qualified. No, you don't have to. You don't have to. <laughs> That's just ra- my thoughts, man. But I'm a J. Cole hater, man, as some he, people say. He, he rapped over Steel Tipping and he mentioned Candy Paint and something <laughs> like that. So it's like, damn, man. I'm about to, uh, damn. It's like a damn oxymoron or something, I guess. I don't know. It's all good, man. But um, I did, I did, um, I like the album. I think this was his best album since um, the 2014 Fort Drive. Okay. I, uh, the other albums, I think it was uh, super forgettable. I couldn't even remember the last album he put out in, until I heard the one song, the um, the ATM KLD. song. KLD, yeah. yeah. Count it up. Count it up. Oh, I hated that shit. And that, that was, was all on the NBA playoffs. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's when I remember, like, damn, I forgot about that. But um, I couldn't remember nothing else on that song. Um, but... I think he put out the uh it was another album too that had no features or I think he just put that out by surprise and mm. that album was really forgettable too but um yeah I think this was his best project since Forest Hill Drive to me um I think that is his best project I think that was his uh to me I I I feel like that was his classic okay so um so yeah, I think it's qualified. I think I think it's good. It, it, I think it's a good bounce back from his last couple projects. I respect it, man. I respect it. So we agree to disagree a little bit, uh, but I, I, maybe I'm just in a sour mood. Maybe I can revisit it in a few weeks. Okay, I won't. But, yeah, you ain't. <laughs> but yeah, I probably yeah. won't. I yeah, but maybe, you. Pr- I don't think you. Um, I think. Do you think the way his fans at got an effect on how you feel about J. Cole? Oh, a little definitely. Bit? Definitely, okay. and that's not fair to him. Fair enough. Yeah, but it's yeah. Kind of, I think I it's mean, kind it of it's is. kind of human nature when people yeah. kind of big him up, act like he Jesus. <laughs> then it's kind of like, all right, like you you kind of start analyzing way too closely. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, yeah, it's it's totally fair. I I get it because his his fans can be a little annoying. I I yeah. saw I saw somebody. I think it was a um uh, it was actually an NFL player. I want to say who tweeted album of the year. It's just like, dog, the album came out three hours ago. 
Yes. <laughs> this was and like we're not even in yes. the meat of the music season this year, man. Yes, the, the, it, it was literally three in the morning, and uh, somebody was saying it was album of the year. I'm like, oh, like, come on, man. <laughs> That's why I hate this stand culture, man. It's ruined everything. It's ruined movies. It's ruined music. These stands who think whatever their favorite rapper puts out is an instant classic as soon as it comes out. Yeah. It's annoying, man. But whatever. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of this album, but there was some music production-wise. Look, look, I'm not going to recommend this to people who don't like J. Cole. But if you think J. Cole is okay too good, then you'll probably like this album. So check it out. Either way, inform your opinion yourself. If you like yeah. it, you could tell me why I'm wrong. If you don't like it, you tell me why. Tell Figgy why he's wrong. Yeah, I, I would say you know if if you're not familiar with J Cole, it's not bad to the point where you have to turn it off. But yeah. don't go don't go in expecting a Nas type of lyrical yeah. battle or Jay Z lyrical battle or you know name whoever that's a a, a lyrical genius. Don't go in expecting that. Just go in expecting music. Just go in expecting the um good production and a guy that's gonna um he's gonna rap average to you know make sure it sounds good. <laughs> Which is yeah. it's nothing wrong with it. He got the voice and um he got the he got some average bars that will keep it okay where yeah. it's not awful. It, he don't sound awful on the beat. He he'll never sound awful on the beat. But the bars yeah. ain't the bars ain't about to pop out. And he gonna keep telling you how good of a rapper he is and yeah, yeah. how much money he got. Yeah, yeah. Real quick before we get off this, I I kind of got a hot take. I've been saying this for a minute. I feel mm-hmm. like uh, what people think J Cole is, I think that's what Arian Foster is. Shout out to Bobby Fino. Yeah, to me, look the same too. They, they yeah, they sound the same <laughs> to me. They they sound very similar. I think um, Bobby Fino is very lyrical, in my opinion. And um, you can tell he really put some thought into his pen. So I um, I think that's what people think J. Cole is. And uh, obviously, Bobby, he, he he's not really getting that recognition as he should. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, to me, if you really want to look for lyrics with, uh, J., uh, with a J. Cole type of feel... I would say check out Arian Foster, man. I agree, man. And yeah, he he really kind of is, you know, production wise, uh, lyrically. Yeah, I think he's a lot. There's a lot more substance in Arian Foster's, even though I'm sure he got more money than J. Cole from his you oh, know, yeah, NFL 100%, days. Yeah, he's not gonna tell you about how much I, money he. I was got about to, to say, really, do we? But yeah, that that played in the NFL got real. Yeah, real he's money. not getting right. He's not signed to a label. Yeah, well, he might be for his music, but it's not like that. He he didn't get his NFL money taxed by the label. They yeah. didn't get that. In the, <laughs> yeah, I mean, people say what you, you say what you want about the NFL and how you know the contracts is kind of bullshit, but they get their money. Yes. If they sign for um, if their signing bonus is fifty million dollars, they are getting fifty million dollars. Yeah, this ain't no oh you sold fifty million records and you no, get this uh, little cut and you know <laughs> this person take this much. No, no three sixty deal in the NFL. Yes, you it's are, not that I know of. Yeah, you are getting that money. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think Brandon, uh, what's his name? Um, Brandon uh, Scott. 
not Brandon Scott, but um, what's the uh, uh, Brandon Marshall? Marshall. He probably gonna yeah. disagree with that. I know you seen that video, him arguing. Uh, yeah, he was talking. What was he saying? Something like Talk NBA about money ain't guaranteed. Yeah. And yes, it is. Every NBA players came out and say, nah, our money is guaranteed, man. He was yeah. so adamant that they were yeah. wrong, too. Yeah, like, I don't care all that arguing you're doing, buddy. You're wrong. Yes. <laughs> um. All right. So let's talk about some more music, man. Enough of yeah. J. Cole today. Um, Nicki Minaj was teasing some new music. Um, she's been back on the gram posting uh, nude pictures. Don't get too excited. She's covering up everything good, but whatever. She's 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 putting some thirst traps out there, which usually means some music gonna come. Mm-hmm. People had a, a conspiracy theory that she might have Rihanna on as a feature because they wore the same heels, I guess, <laughs> even though they were different colors and probably different brands. Mm-hmm. You know, the fans will make all kinds of connections, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Rihanna collaboration did not drop. Instead, she dropped a reimagining, redone, re-uploaded version of a mixtape that came out in 2009. Yeah. It's called Beam Me Up, Scotty. Yeah. Um, it has about four new songs on it, I believe. I think it was the, two, I think, it was, uh, yeah, it was two new songs and two remixes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That sounds about right. Uh, the big so we'll talk about the main new song. We can kind of leave it there. Yeah. The main new song on this project album mixtape, whatever you want to call it, is "Seeing Green" with Drake and Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, it's the uh, first collaboration between those three in years. I want to say probably since that Chris Brown song "Only Bad Bitches Only" or whatever the fuck it was called. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was probably their last collaboration. That was a while ago. Um, there was rumors about little, uh, I mean, Nicki Minaj and Drake having beef after the whole Meek Mill thing. And yeah, it's been a while since we've heard them all on the track, man. I talked yeah. about it a, a while back how, you know, Young Money kind of died and we didn't even realize it at the time. Yeah. But uh, so they are back. They came together. They rapped over that viral song. That kept getting re-uploaded. I'm glad somebody finally rapped on this fucking song, man. <laughs> so that dumbass tweet would stop going viral. If you haven't seen it, there's a video of a guy with an NPC playing a beat, some heat maker sounding ass beat yeah. with a soul sample, and he's just going crazy on a drum machine. <laughs> <laughs> and about that. The, yes. And uh uh the 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 tweet reads quote this with the rapper who you think should rap on this oh yeah yeah <laughs> and meek mill at one point said he was gonna rap on it luckily he didn't yeah. luckily drake and lil wayne and nikki came and saved the day and they rapped on it instead it's a very i think it fits the project because it's an old sounding song or beat yeah. old school sounding beat and this is a old mixtape mm-hmm. so it kind of fits man but the verses are new Verses are new. Lil Wayne kicks it off. Great verse. I can't say Lil Wayne washed yet. I want to. I yeah. keep wanting to say Lil Wayne is washed. It, it's funny you said that because I wasn't sure if this song was new. I knew I knew Nikki's Nikki's verse was new because she mentioned something like TikTok or something. But yeah. um I was wondering if this these were like old like a uh, old song in the stash because it do sound like an older song. The, you know the beat was a little older, but 
It sounds like an older, unreleased song that she just maybe put a new verse to it. So I wasn't sure. I'm like, is this um, old Wayne? I, I wasn't quite sure. And even the Drake verse sound kind of old. It, it didn't mm-hmm. sound like a brand new. I, I would have thought the new Drake would have um, threw like a Pusha T shot or something. Yeah. But it sounded like some old, hungry type of Drake and, and Wayne to me. No, it did. And they sounded good, man. Drake especially, he did sound like that hungry young Drake, man. Lil Wayne, like Lil Wayne has not, I, I, you look at him and you think he's falling off because he looks very strange now. He's balding and his dreads are falling off and they're blonde now for some reason. He looks crazy. But rap wise, like I like the funeral album that came out last year. I think he has some great songs on that album. And here, like he, he's still, I don't, he's not at his prime, but he's close to it, man. When he really tries, when he really tries, he can wrap his ass off, man. And he wrapped his ass off here. Nikki did an okay job. I mean, she's standing next to Giants here, yeah. but she, she held her own, she, man. Yeah, it wasn't monster. Yeah. It wasn't monster, but it, it was decent. And Drake did a great job as well, man. Like you said, he sounded hungry. Mm-hmm. Uh, some great bars in there. Drake is just, he always going to bar anybody up, man, especially on a song like this. This got me excited for the, uh, the, the uh, love Benny Boy. the Butcher oh, song. Benny but- oh, okay. Yeah, was, there was a, he said he was going to work with Benny the Butcher. I don't know if it's going to happen, but this song gave me hope that, okay, that would actually be really dope if they work together, man. He going to bring his A game on that. Yes. He ain't getting washed. He ain't about to sing. I don't, I hope he don't <laughs> sing, but he ain't getting washed in this song. Yeah, I agree, man. So, what'd you think about this collaboration, man? Um, I liked it, man, and it kind of made me. Um, I kind of, I guess, I kind of didn't appreciate them being together for so long, and I, I, I wish we could have got more of them three together on songs. I wish, I wish they could have got a, a a project. I know they had a Young Money project, but I wish we could have got a, a Wayne Drake and Nicki collab album. I just. it's crazy to think how them three were on the same under the same label under the same team it's crazy that was really the uh, that was really the big three man that was a big three that you could probably say that was the best big three in hip hop history for real for real because they were all flaming hot at the same time and I, I just wish we could have got way more songs from them three, man. I, I, it it kind of made me, uh, I, I realized how much I didn't really appreciate it at that time. But um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's too late. <laughs> I, I think they could still, you know, make more music together. But um, it kind of made me um, realize how much I didn't appreciate it at that time. Yeah, and, and I think it would sound better now because there was a time when all three of them were obsessed with fucking punchlines, and, and it was insufferable. <laughs> but I think if they did one now, if Drake could make an album with Future, he could make an album with Lil Wayne and Nicki, man. They yeah. got to work something out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it would sound good now. Um, yeah, it was just a good, it made me feel good, man. It was a, a good, nostalgic-sounding song. Uh, entertaining bars. Like I said, Lil Wayne and Drake still got it. Nikki did her thing too. Um, were there any other new songs? I like the, the Fraction song 
Yeah. Was that new? That was new, yeah. Okay, I'll she, talk about that real I, quick. I could tell that was new from the very beginning because she mentioned yeah. how she just had a baby. I'm, I'm a wife. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So that's the one song I knew that was brand new. Yeah. Um, if if it had another sample, I would probably like this song. <laughs> but she sampled the same uh, sample from Jay Z, where I'm from, and that's Hollow Ground, man. <laughs> you can't be bullshitting on that. And I thought Nikki was kind of bullshitting a little bit. Like it wasn't a bad sounding song, but it I don't feel like it was her strongest lyrical effort. It, it didn't really match the hardness of the beat. I wasn't a big fan, man. I don't think I'll go back to it. The beat was cold, but just her performance left me uh left to left a lot to be desired in my eyes, personally. Mm. Did you like that song? Um I didn't like the beat at all, but I do miss. Uh, I like I said earlier, I didn't really appreciate Wayne, Drake, and Nicki together. I I, I realized I didn't really appreciate Nicki back then too, man. Because okay. like right now, um, I think um, female rap is at an all. I I think it's at an all time high. You got a bunch of up and coming female rap that's making noise to me. That's you could argue and say they might be out doing the dudes right now, but um, I it's to me it still ain't nobody out there like Nicki when it comes to actually rapping. Just the talent, just um, to me I think her bars alone. You can say what you want about it, it might be a little popcorny a little bit, but um, just the way she deliver, how she could just flip uh switch up her flow. I don't think you have anybody out there like that now because when you listen to her rap, she's kind of in character where she can change up her voice. She could get deep. She could rap fast a little bit. She's rap slow. And she was doing all that shit in that song. So, um, like I, I was very critical of Nikki. I ain't really care for her. I, I felt like she wasn't for me, but, um, I kind of it, it kind of made me want a a, a Nicki project some some way, and I think uh, and I guess and, and one thing I noticed too about these younger uh, female rappers, they fucking love Nicki Minaj, man. I, yeah, I know before it was Lil Kim, but these younger people they grew up to Nicki Minaj. You you see a lot of people um, whenever Nicki like a post. You, whenever Nikki comment, you, you see Erica Banks was super excited when Nikki shouted her out. These young rappers idolize Nicki Minaj, man, and I, I I feel like I feel like we don't really give her that much credit as as she should because we you know we a little old school. We look at Lil Kim, we look at the Foxy Browns, we look at the people like that. But if you if if Nikki was to hang it up right now. She had a really good run, man, and she wasn't no slouch. It, I I know during her run it was a bad time for female rap, but mm-hmm. I don't think there's nobody out there that's that's like a Nicki Minaj. I I, I think that's somebody that um, we probably won't find for a minute. I agree, man. I think uh, we did take her for advantage a little bit because you know we you know after a while. 
you know, the punchlines get old, a little corny. She had her, she had her share of cringeworthy lines. Let's be real. Yeah. But ultimately, she's an entertaining person, man. I think she her definitely podcast, had the talent. She yeah, she had the talent for sure. I think she's a born entertainer and she's great at entertaining, even when she's not doing music, when she's doing like a podcast or a show, like she's just a naturally entertaining person. And I think the rap game needs her, man. Um, I've never been a Nicki Minaj hater. Uh, mm-hmm. There's been songs, of course, in the albums I didn't like that much, but I, I always thought she could rap, man. I always thought that she was at the very least top two, usually top one. As far as female rappers, and she's up there as in rap period. So, yeah. yeah, the rap game is better when Nicki's making music, man. Let's be real. No matter what yeah. you think about her personally, yeah, you can't deny yeah. she makes good music. Yeah, she and I, rap. and also I wanted to add too. I think uh, once Cardi B came on the scene and people just sided with Cardi B, I think a lot of the people were just fatigued of Nicki. Yeah, because she true. Been, she been a top dog for damn near ten years. And I think it was like a breath of fresh air to get somebody new and, you know, an underdog that finally, you know, I don't want to say she took her down, but it was, I guess it was new to get somebody else. But now that we got a lot of Cardi B and I heard this, yeah, and I heard this Nicki song, it was was good. Like you could, I'm not saying Cardi B isn't talented, but it was good to hear some um, Nicki Minaj and see her actually, you know, doing her thing and not just, you know, rapping regular. She was like switching up the flow and making her voice a little high pitch. And then it was like, it was good hearing Nikki on this song to me. Uh, post, post baby. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I hope she dropped something this year, man, because I, I, I took her for granted. <laughs> I'll be the first one to say that I took her for granted. And um, yeah, shout out to the female rappers. They doing their thing now, but I still don't think it's uh, a, a female rapper out there that's like Nicki Minaj. And I, I think her and Cardi B are total opposites. Mm-hmm. So I don't even think Cardi B is like Nicki. Yeah, nah, she's one of a kind, man. And uh, yeah, th- this this kind of proves it. I think she did confirm she's dropping an album later this year. So good for that. And we will, of course, check it out. Um, I think that Crocodile Teeth song was new, too, I think. But I listened to it. I like that song as well. Um, there are some songs I'm happy are finally on streaming, like Chirac with Lil Herb. I guess G Herbo now. He was Lil Herb when he made that song. Oh, yeah. But I always liked that song, man. I, I got annoyed for looking at it wasn't on streaming, so I had to go get it on YouTube or whatever. <laughs> now it's finally officially on streaming, so good for that. Uh, there's some also some crazy old shit like the Get Silly freestyle. Yeah. Remember that nigga Vic? Yeah. Get silly. Get silly. <laughs> that was such a 2000 song, man. <laughs> I know, right? That really lets you know how old something is. But yeah. uh, also, like the best I ever had remix is on here too. Slumber Party with Gucci Mane and it, sidebar. It's interesting listening to Gucci like old Gucci. On a song he forgot. You forget how good he sounded back then, man. Yeah. And how kind of shitty he sounds now. Like, I'm not saying he's awful, but you, Gucci back then was something else, man. He was a different yeah. monster. He was. 
And and listening to him now, it's like, uh, yeah, you could tell back then he was super hungry, man. Yeah, and a lot of people gave him shit about his lyrics back then. But if you listen now, he was spitting, man. Like I don't care what nobody said. He he had lyrics. He I think his knock was he was from the south, which was you know I feel like uh, people up north they always criticize the south anyway. If it wasn't Andre three thousand and Outkast, yeah. But, I agree. Yeah, but he definitely had he he was talking that shit, man. And I think the other not too, he was talking about drugs. He wasn't doing the yeah. punchlines and shit, but he was talking that shit, man. True, he was, man. And and overall, this is a cool little trip back in time to see <laughs> what beats she was rapping on on this Trapaholics mixtape. I think it was. So, yeah, you're getting a whole lot of rapping-ass Nicki Minaj on this shit, man. So, if you, if you, no, oh, if we get a silly shit, yep. And they had the fucking dance. That was the dumbest shit i ever seen. Oh, man, like the end of the snap era right here. Yeah. But, yeah, man, uh, good mixtape, good trip back in time. Good, good to hear Nicki barn them up on a mixtape. Yeah. From back in the day, plus some new good songs as well. So I would say this project, this remaster of a mixtape, is qualified status. Qualified. I agree. I think it's qualified. qualified. All right, man. So uh let, let's just speed run through a few because a lot came out this week. But those those were the main that, that was the main meat. Let's get to the potatoes and vegetables and other <laughs> things that dropped this week. Um I completely forgot about this, but there is a New Saw movie coming out, a spinoff of the Saw film franchise, I guess, called yeah. Spiral, starring Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. I was shocked yes. when I seen this um, preview, by the way. Yeah, I'm still not sure if I can watch Chris Rock in a serious role. <laughs> I know he's done it. I know he's been in Fargo. I haven't watched Fargo yet. I heard that's a good show. But I'm still unsure as to whether I can sit down and watch Chris Rock talk and not laugh. <laughs> what do you mean? So, <laughs> so it'll be interesting. I haven't seen any Saw since like the second one, man. It's been a long time. And they made like 10 of them. Yeah. But I guess it's supposed to be like a spinoff or a reboot or something. I don't know. But um, so, yeah, there's a movie called Spiral coming out starring Chris Rock. And apparently they did a little mini soundtrack, an EP from 21 Savage and Slaughter Gang. (laughs) Uh, It's called Spiral, music inspired by the movie or whatever. And the first real quick, my thoughts, man, the first song I think is called Spiral with 21 Savage. I think it's the only song he's really on. That that one in the last one, I think, with the uh, Gunna and Young Thug, maybe I forget. It's called Emergency. Whatever. I like that song. Yeah. The first Gunna song, and man. Young Thug. Yeah. Uh, the first, the Spiral song, I thought sounded terrible. Yeah. It sounded. It sounded like somebody made a trap. You know how YouTube people make trap remixes of like popular movie songs. Yeah. The beat sounded like that. <laughs> it sounded like somebody made a fan made beat of the saw theme and just took an instra or took an acapella from 21 savage and just pasted it over it <laughs> it didn't sound good man and i'm a 21 savage fan 
I get this is probably something he just threw together yeah. because he got a paycheck for it. It's not an album. It's a little EP to promote the movie, whatever. I didn't like this, man. I got to say, overall, it was a pig pen status. Pig I know pen it was an EP. mentality. It don't count against him, I don't feel. I feel like this is like a, uh, it, it don't count against a his movie, discography. A movie thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How'd you feel about it, I, man? I felt the same way. I wasn't feeling it. And I ain't gonna lie. I, I'm gonna go back and listen to the other stuff, but I didn't even get through the whole thing because it it was kind of a turn off. It, it it reminded you of when people used to um when they used to do the rap songs for the horror movies. Yes, and it, it was like nah. If I'm gonna hear this throughout this movie, like nah, this ain't for me, man. I, I wasn't feeling it. <laughs> now you got to pull up Master P did a song for Scream Two. That's you the first. Pull that song that's up, the man. first thing I thought about, man. <laughs> Scream! Oh, I hear him coming. <laughs> that song, even back then, I remember I was being so embarrassed to get it here and that in the, in the credits, man. <laughs> like, oh God, why, Master P? Why? This beat is awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, it really did. <laughs> <laughs> the 2020 version, 2021 version of this classic uh, masterpiece song in No Limit Soldiers yeah. on the Scream soundtrack. <laughs> oh my God, Master yeah. P, why? Why, Master P? Yeah. And you gonna tell me to support your pancake batter now and your Aunt Mama syrup? Yeah. When you dropped that horse shit in the <laughs> 90s, man. I can't do it. Yeah. Anyway, yes, pig pen status for the spiral soundtrack with 21 Savage. Sorry, man. Just wasn't feeling that project. I feel like it was just thrown together anyway. So whatever. A few amigos dropped a new song. I didn't even listen to this one. Did you? I did. Um, I think they kind of up there with the J. Cole, man. Ooh. Where they they kind of stand in the same line. They're not really changing their style. They're not changing their... Uh, you feel like they're not growing. And this this hook was kind of uh, basic. Like, you know Amigo's hook when you hear it. Where it's very repetitive... They're not really talking about much. They they just they talking about the same shit. They it's it's nowhere near a Twenty One Savage type of growth. So um, yeah, it's it's a typical um, Migos song to me. I I wouldn't say it was ass, but it's 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 like you heard them all, man. <laughs> so I don't think you even missing out on this. Yeah, I figured. It was called Straightening, by the way. Straightening. Yeah, I, Straightening. <laughs> uh, I feel like the Migos are on their last legs. If Culture 3 flops, I think they'll probably go solo. Really? <laughs> because, yeah, I just don't think they they have much more gas left, if any at all. Yeah. Um. Oh, this is it? Yeah. <laughs> DJ Durrell! Shout out to DJ Durrell. He from Cleveland. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So- we gone. Stop. We good. Stop. Chill. We on. Chill. Scale. The beat, beat kind of sound hard, though. I, li- I like the beat. The, beat, the beat's okay, but these act like... Let's roll. Straightening. 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 Straightening
straining, straining, yeah, straining, straining, straining. That's the hook. Yeah. That's the don't hook. Don't nothing get straining but straining. Hey. Don't nothing get straining but straining. Don't nothing get straining but straining. Straight. You don't get shit straight, you don't straighten it. What happened to Bad and Bougie? What ha- what happened to the creativity in the hooks? Yeah. What happened, Quavo? I'm gonna take a stir fry. Where you at, man? I thought they was so even. I thought they was moving on up when they did stir fry because that was a little different. Mm-hmm. That was a, a Pharrell production, so I'm like, okay, they, you know, okay, they they getting a little Hollywood now. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it was a typical, <laughs> it was a typical uh, Migos song to me. <laughs> Unmotivated, man. Uninspired. Maybe this sweetie breakup is hurting Quavo more than he yeah. lets on. Maybe I'm, I'm sure this song is probably recorded way before that. But yeah, real yeah. real quick, um, you you mentioned something about them going their separate ways. Maybe if this don't mm-hmm. work out. Um, so one of my friends, um, me and her, re- real cool. We we used to talk back in the day, but she made a tweet. Pretty much saying, I'm glad Migos back together. We needed that, and that was after that was after this song dropped. So she she's a huge Migos fan. Shout out to um, wow. shout out to Nicole Nikki. Um, Quavo retweeted that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So uh, a couple blogs picked that picked her tweet up and said, "Oh, was they not together?" So that been like the big story of them. Um, I guess nobody knew they wasn't together because she tweeted, I'm glad um, he goes back together. We needed that. And he retweeted that. <laughs> he, she didn't add him in a tweet or anything. So oh, he, wow. he, 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 he had, searched his he, own. He must have searched. Name. He must have searched Migos. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Interesting. So I, I wonder. Mean, so was they like a part? Uh, well, I guess technically they was a part because they ain't put out no music. No, uh, no yeah. group music, but. I guess they was a part. Yeah, and uh, it could just mean that they, I think, Culture, they dropped Culture 2, then dropped their solo albums, right? Yeah. So they haven't done a group album since Culture 2, and they mm-hmm. all dropped solo projects. So this is this is kind of them coming back together, I guess. Yeah. So uh, it could mean that. I mean, they, they always seem like they always going to be cool. I doubt that they ever going to be with each other. I really think they like related, that. too. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. so they move like they related. So yeah, yeah. I don't think they ever gonna uh, fully fall out. I think they always gonna be close to each other. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if they just drop this one and then go their separate ways, at least musically. Yeah, but that's just me. <laughs> um, other things you mentioned, uh, Arian Foster, aka Bobby Fino. I didn't get a chance to listen to this new song. He dropped a new song called "Go Up." Yeah. Did you hear that one? I did, I did. It's a, it's a, um, it's a pretty cool song. Like, man, Arian is so consistent, man. I think, uh, to me, I think this is, uh, I think this is better than everything on the J Cole album. I, I hate that I keep comparing these two, but I just think he made better music, man. I, I really appreciate his music more than anything. This is, is, it's super smooth. Okay. He actually got the lyrics. Shout out to Bobby Fino, man. I ain't have hope most days. I don't really want to stoke those flames. And I don't want to poke those veins. They don't never quote those things. Got some niggas I hope don't change. Got some niggas I hope they do. Obsessed with party and promo. Still stuck in them YOLO days. 
They just gotta go more places. Stuck around all them faces. Take me where there ain't no stages. Cause everybody got yeah, no famous. Yeah, I'm feeling just like these seasons. Everybody so facetious. Try telling you how I feel. Guess everybody got their reasons. Cool. I like it, man. I like it, but of course, I'm not surprised. Bobby Fino's his his music always puts you in a good mood, man. It seems like even though it seems depressing sometimes. But yeah, he he it does. Yeah, you can tell he used real instruments. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like he be in a good place. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I like it, man. Yeah, like we can safely say that's qualified. Man. Yeah, it's qualified. We can say that's qualified. Qualified. Um, other things that came out, Kodak Black dropped a Haitian boy Kodak song. Did you hear that one? Was it fire or not? It was all right. It was, it was, I think it was like one song I liked on there. It was more of a boy. It was a project. It was, he had like eight songs on there. I want to say, oh, okay, so okay. I don't even know if he's gonna consider that like a, a album or anything. I think he kind of just threw some songs together, but it, okay. it was cool. It was cool. I'm not in a huge rush to hear Kodak Black right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm not either. I, I checked yeah. it out because it was a bunch of music. I'm like, you know what? Let me check this out. <laughs> uh, Roddy Rebel and A Boogie dropped a, I guess, a song called Nine Bridge. Yeah, yeah, it was a song. I actually like that song, man. The, the beat is hard on there. Um, it's Man, it's always good to hear um, Roddy Rebel, man. I'm, yeah. I'm glad he out. I, I can't wait to hear Bobby Smurda. But... Um, this song was good. They kind of had like a little um, Styles P and Jada going on, where they was kind of going back and forth throughout the whole song. But um, I, I I liked this song too. I I, I think the song was um, good. I think it's I think it's worth checking out. Uh, something real quick because you just brought up Bobby Shmurda. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't dropped anything since he came out of prison. Yeah. Do you feel like he kind of wasted his buzz? Because I kind of feel like he had a moment where he had the world's attention, at least the country's attention, yeah. and he kind of squandered it, man. Nobody really cares anymore that Bobby's hunt back yeah, home, I except forgot, for his fans, I, of I was even forgot he was home. Yeah. But uh, I, I think I think he should have dropped a uh, uh, first day out or something. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, not, uh, he, I'm sure he's probably working, but he should have dropped something, man. Some type of freestyle, some type of quick little, you know, uh, give him a quick little... Uh, thirty-two bars or some rap over something. I think he, I think he should have got something, man. I agree, man. I feel like he squandered an opportunity. I'm not saying people are still anticipating his music when he comes, but now it's like, you know, yeah. it's taking too long. People are impatient. People move on. It's a uh, very quick, instant gratification era we're in right now. Yeah. Okay, you got a big uh, A boogie. I just bought me a more sane, took it a span, she ate me like chicken lo mein. I just face on the whole gang, they in LA, they on their way to the bay. Tell them I soon be there, just soon here, nigga, I put that on K. I'm in Tampa Bay, straight, I'm in some pants today. Style for me, nah, nah, I ain't married to jeans. Hold up, I ain't never froze. Alright, 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 not bad, not bad, not bad, not bad, not bad. Um, other music real quick. Uh, Smoke Dizza, Westside Gun and Currency. A song called Big Step Up. Figgy, what you think about that, man? Uh, I like that joint too. I think that's uh, um, that's definitely going in the Serato. It's a um, it's a Westside Smoke Dizza type of joint. 
So um, it ain't no bait, no heavy bass in this. It's like a, a, a little sample, a repeat sample. And they just going in. I, I, I like that joint. All right. All right. All right. Um, and Big Jade. Yeah. Got that project called Pressure. Yeah. Shout out to Big Jade, man. I've been trying to get her on the podcast. And um, she, she, she a little too popular right now. Uh-oh. So I, I'm trying to get my um I'm trying to get my ticket in so I can um so I can get her up here, but um I listened to the joint she she's one of my favorite rappers too she, I th- she's up to me I think she's up there with Erica Banks I, uh, she actually got a joint on there with Erica Banks too um uh, Beat King did a lot of the production on this and um. Man, she dope. She can rap her ass off. I um I really like this project. The project called Pressure. Uh, Pressure. And mm-hmm. um yeah, man, Just be on the lookout for her too. I I I, I mentioned Erica Banks early on. Um, Big J, I think she's right behind her too, man. Um, I, I want to say she's straight out of Beaumont, but um yeah, she she's a dope artist. Check out, man. Okay, okay. See, Big J, you got to do our podcast. We're bigging you up. <laughs> Biggie giving you the qualified status. Yeah. She got to come on, man. We got to make it happen. We got to <laughs> get Big J on the damn podcast. I think it could happen soon, maybe. Hopefully. Who knows? Yeah. Um. So let's dig into topics, man. Not a whole lot to talk about. We had a whole lot of music to break down this episode. So we're going to keep it brief on the topics. Um, real quick, uh, we did get a track list for DMX's, I want to say, final album or next album, because I'm sure he'll probably have a few posthumous releases. <laughs> um, yeah, so he dropped the track list. Swiss Beats dropped the track list for the album Exodus 1-7, featuring uh, The Locks and Swiss Beats. Mm-hmm. On Swiss Beats is on two songs, by the way. <laughs> Uh, Jay-Z and Nas are both on the same song with DMX. Lil Wayne and Swiss Beats, Moneybag Yo, which is funny how he somehow snuck in there. Yeah. Alicia Keys. Of course. Bon- Bono from U2. <laughs> Cross, Infrared, and Ice Pick, who I don't know are probably uh, DMX's homies, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, the whole Griselda crew, Westside Gun, Benny, and Conway, who I thought were having beef, but I guess came together for DMX. Nyes, Exodus Simmons, I guess that's uh, Russell's son. Who's Exodus Simmons? I don't, I don't know. I don't know who the fuck that is. And Mr. Porter, I believe, from D12. Snoop Dogg, Usher, and Brian King Joseph. So um, damn near every single song on this, besides the prayer at the end, has a feature. Yeah. What do you think about this track list, Figgy? Um, I ain't gonna lie. I'm, I would definitely be listening to it just to check it out. But I hate that he had to pass away like this to get these type of features, man. Because he's been putting out music. It wasn't like he haven't released anything. He been putting out music and he never had a uh he never had an album like this. He never had a um Jay-Z feature like this. I know he had Jay-Z on a um song before he was on a song with Jay-Z before, but it was never like it wasn't it was never a Jay-Z and Nas and all this other stuff. I just hate that um he couldn't be here t- uh to cherish this. 
but uh, I'm definitely gonna be listening to it. I'm I'm curious to hear this Jay Z Nas and DMX song though. Mm-hmm. But um, I just hate that he's not here to um to see this moment. Yeah, I don't like this, man. And, and I hate to be the premature hater. Like, I'm going to listen to this album. We'll review it. But off the feature list, I don't like it, man. It seemed like after death dick writing. Um, yeah. Do you, do you and, think he would have Moneybag Yo on this album if he was alive? Mm, he was really. Yeah, I, I'm not saying Moneybag Yo can't rap. But yeah. you see how critical... DMS is when it comes to lyrics. That's true. Yeah, probably not. You're right. Probably not. I don't even know how Money Bag Yo got on this album. Yeah, that, it's super random. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the other ones I think he will have on. I'm not sure who um, the um, uh, Infrared and Ice Pick is, but um, for sure, Money Money Bag Yo. Unless they had some type of relationship together before, I just don't. I, I think he's super picky with. With when it, when it comes to lyrics, and not just that, Jay Z and Nas, they would not be on this album if DMX was alive. Bono mm-hmm. from U two would not be on this album if, if DMX was alive. Like it, I, I I understand this is gonna happen eventually. It happened with Biggie and Tupac when Pac died. They made that Pac's Life album with Sean T on his songs and a bunch Murder of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And then when Biggie died, they had the Biggie duets with a bunch of new rappers, some who weren't even pop. They had Eminem. Yeah. I mean, that song was cold. Dead Ron was a cold-ass song. <laughs> but he he had the collabs with uh, artists who weren't even around when he was alive like that. So I understand this is going to eventually happen. But I would have liked the first release to be mainly DMX. Yeah. I didn't want the first release to be a Khaled album. Yeah. Like, can we can we at least have gotten two songs with Swiss beats on it? I know that's his dude, but that's uh, Yeah, I'm I'm not uh, re- I'm not really mad about that because that was his crew. Yeah. Uh so I'm sure Swiss Beats got a bunch of DMS joints. So uh I'm not really mad at that. But um I love Jay Z, and it is one Jay Z song, one joint they had, which was Jay Z, Nas, DMX, and Jadakiss that was on there um, mm. that uh, Swiss refused to release. He played it during the um, early on during the Just Blaze battle when it was doing a little battle in person, mm-hmm. and he played that joint, and Just Blaze had the infamous surprise look that he couldn't believe he played that song and it, nobody heard it. But um, yeah, I I just don't think uh, a DMX song, uh, album, him being alive, will have a Jay Z and Nas on it. Maybe Nas, but I I still don't think that. Uh, Little Wayne, I could maybe see Lil Wayne on a um, DMX song. Mm-hmm. I don't think Alicia Keys would be on one. No, <laughs> I don't know about um, Bono for you two. Hell no. Um, maybe Griselda. I could see um, DMX fucking with Griselda. Um, I don't know about Snoop. I know they cool. They did the verses together. Yeah. But I don't know if Snoop would be on the album. So uh, Usher, I, I don't think Usher would be on the album. No. So it's just, 
I just don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the. I don't know if DMS will approve this album. Yeah, yeah, it it, it was a lot. Yeah, and it, it's weird because Swiss Beast was the one talking about how at, at DMX's funeral or viewing or one of them, he was talking about you know people who came out and showed up. He was like, I wish y'all were around when he was here. Yeah. But and now you got this album with a bunch of people who weren't around when he was here coming around after he's here and getting the cloud after his death by being on his new album. So yeah, the money whatever. back, yo, is really a head scratcher, man. It is strange. Maybe <laughs> I, like maybe I missed something and they were cool somehow. Yeah. But yeah, it's very strange yeah. that he somehow. And the song ended up is called the song is called Money, Money, Money. Money, 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 featuring Money Bag Yo. Mm, very yeah. clever. And and if you know DMS, he didn't care about that shit. Yeah, he he um because shit. Uh, I I think it was one interview he was talking about um how I th- I guess when he got out of jail, Rick Ross came to pick him up in the Maybach, and I think he was even talking about how um I I guess he was talking about who can rap, and mm-hmm. I want to say Charlemagne mentioned Rick Ross. And like, yeah, like we know you got the Maybach. We know you got this. Like, what <laughs> he was he was kind of like that. So um yeah, like even that song title kind of don't make sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of this sounds like a Swiss Beats meddling. And, 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 and it honestly look like a Swiss Beats album. <laughs> yeah, basically. I think he, I mean, he's a producer, I believe, on this album. He wants to make sure his royalties are coming in. So you got to get them streams up. So you got to make sure people tune in. So, hey, you got to put all his buddies on here. So whatever. Um, we'll review it, of course. But I'm just, I didn't like the checklist when I saw it. I felt like it was a lot of dick riding, but whatever. Um, other things that happened, uh, we got to mention, and uh, we've talked about this before. And it was announced earlier that Jay-Z was going to be a nominee for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And we both knew he was going to get in. Yeah. Because why would they announce this and not have him get in? Yeah. So, of course, the announcement came out. And, yes, Jay-Z is going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame along with the Foo Fighters, the Go-Go's, Carol King, and Tina Turner again. Tina Turner was already in with Ike, Ike Turner, Tina. I believe. Yeah. But now she's in there as her own solo artist. Still no Shaka Khan, still no Rufus, which I'm not excited about. That's but insane. hey, Jay-Z's in there. So yeah, that's insane, I went on a man. rant already about this. Did you? <laughs> I mean, yeah, because yeah. My, here's my okay. I talk to people about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I can accept the fact that it's not about rock and roll music anymore. And that's fine. But I still believe that if we're going to rappers, we should go in order and not just cherry pick the popular ones. Yeah. You know, because rock and roll didn't do that. They didn't go straight to fucking, I think, well, Elvis got in pretty early. They didn't go straight to like Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses had to wait a long ass time to get in that bitch. So... I feel like they should have went Big Daddy Kane had to get in like certain pioneers who are more unsung, but more crucial to the art form. Rakim needed to be in. Yeah. They should have put the forefathers in before they started putting Jay-Z's in. But that's just me. Yeah. Maybe I'm a hater. I, no, I I, look, no, I think you make a good, good point. I think uh, Shaka Khan should be in before any rapper. Yes. I don't think a rapper should get in before Shaka Khan. 
she should already be in. It's it's one thing if you pretty much got all the legendary people in there already, and then you start, you know, it starts slim pickings. So you start going towards the rappers. But um, Shaka Khan, look, man, Shaka Khan should not be outside the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And then you got Jay-Z and you got, you know, people like, uh, Tupac, Biggie, yeah, Shaka Khan, NWA. Should, it's it's insane. R- Rufus should be in. It's, that's kind of that's wild that they're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's 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 it's, it's actually terrible, man. It like, is. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know why, but um, Jay J- I love Jay Z, but he should not be in there before them. I agree. Niggas who had a band should be in there first to me, but that's just me. Uh, but but shout out to Jay Z, I guess. I mean, I'm sure it'll be a good performance. Whatever. Um, yeah, it, another pelt it, he can put on his wall. Yeah, I do. I do appreciate um, them showing love to rappers now to, by yeah. getting them in there. I th- I think that is a good accomplishment because um, hip hop is a young genre still. Is 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 one of the newest ones, and it's good to see uh, hip hop finally getting to that point where they start getting people into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So I I do appreciate that, but when you look at people like Shaka Khan and uh, Rufus, like they sh- they should be in there. That's no excuse. Yeah, and a lot of it is like I said on lot when we talked about this. I think it's mainly to draw ratings for the ceremony. Because think about it, if Jay-Z wasn't on this list, would anybody really be excited to watch the ceremony when it happens? Not Mm -hmm. really. The Foo Fighters, I guess, are the biggest ones there. But, I mean, Foo Fighters are old now. I mean, Jay-Z old, too. Yeah, but look at it like, um, remember the show um, Soul Train? Mm -hmm. Eventually, they had to dip in into, you know, hip-hop. Because that was originally a disco show. Yeah. They played old school. They played disco music. Times changed. People wasn't doing that shit then. So um, um, Don Cornelius, he he didn't like it, but he had to dip into the hip, the hip hop and R and B scene, and mm-hmm. it was totally different from where he started. He didn't like that, but that's to keep the show alive. He he had to go with that to appeal to a younger audience. So I think that's what the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is, uh, is at this point now. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So um, the ceremony will be, does it even say? I don't know. Um, Whatever. It'll be (laughs) whenever. I'm sure they said it somewhere. Oh, it'll take place. This year's inductions will take place October 30th. Okay. Um, Okay. I don't know when the, the ceremony will air on HBO and stream on HBO Max at a later date. So sometime probably near Shit. holiday season. You might, Christmas. We might have to take a trip, man. Let's take a trip and go. Oh, go <laughs> go to see Jay Z in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Go to Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> eh. Give give uh, us a reason for us all to go to Cleveland. Yeah, we go. We could, we could bring the podcast out there, man. For real, live at the right. Hey, fuck it, let's do it, man. <laughs> let's do it. Um, stay at my pop's house, stay in the hood. <laughs> <laughs> we on East 99, man. I don't know about shit, that. Shit, nah, be, on, be on 123rd and Leningrad. <laughs> That's worse than East 99. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, 110th Street. 
<laughs> um, other things is that wrap it up pretty much. Oh yeah, I gotta mention this real quick. We don't talk about the podcast on this podcast usually, but we gotta give a special shout out to the Joe Button Podcast. If you've yeah. been following the uh, events, it seems like the uh, uh, team up of Joe Budden, Mal, Mal, Mal. I keep fucking up his name when I say <laughs> it on the podcast. Mal and Rory has come to an end. Um, differing reasons. I mean, listen to whoever you want to believe, and I'm sure they'll sort this out, and it'll end in a somewhat better way. But it's pretty much over, man. End of an era. Yeah. Joe's gonna keep it pushing. He's already said that. Yeah. So, yeah. I, man, that was a really good run. I think they kind of, um, I think they kind of changed the game for podcasts a little bit. I think more people, more rappers, start jumping into the podcast thing. Um, Joe, but he been doing the media thing for for years. He been doing it since '02 when he was still in his career. Um, it, I, I, it was a good run, man. A lot of podcasts don't last as long as they did. And they did. They did a tour. We, me and Jasmine actually went to one of the shows when it came to Houston, and um, she took a picture with Maul. So um, yeah, shout out to them, man. They it, it was a good run, man. It, it, it things can't last forever. I think it ran its course. So um, yeah, I, I hate that it kind of ended like this. It, it, it shouldn't have ended with you know beef and trouble, but. Um, I think it was a good run, man. It it could have ended way earlier, but um, it, it was what four hundred something episodes, three hundred something mm-hmm. episodes. That, that that's a that's a good run, man. They they end up getting a deal out of it. They made money, so yeah. Shout out to them, man. I, I, I wish them the best. You had a lot of memorable moments on that podcast, man. And I'm sure whatever the future holds for all of them, they all gonna be good. So yeah. shout was, out to them. What was your favorite moment from that podcast that that kind of stick out? Oh man, I can't even remember now. It's late. Fuck. I, I, the one, um, the one moment that kind of stick out to me is the Nicki Minaj one. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that was a really good one. Actually, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was a really good one. Yeah, that that episode that that stick out to me. It was hilarious. You could tell she was she had like the biggest attitude. Yeah, and and her and Joe, you could tell they was just like clash. I think they good now, but that was that was a um, pretty good episode. That was a really good episode, man. The one okay, I have a few. Um, when he was beefing with Drake, oh, was yeah. a really good one, and he released all those diss songs against Drake. Yeah, those were some classic podcasts. When he said views from the six was ass. That was a classic <laughs> podcast. All this Drake <laughs> shit was funny. Um, what else? Uh, uh, the Chance the Rapper one was pretty good too. The Pusha T one was pretty good. Out, he yeah. had some classic moments, man. They had some yeah. classic moments. Yeah. And uh, yeah, changed my, the game a bit. My my favorite soundbite from that um, podcast was when um, I guess he didn't really like the uh, the Sway Lee two pack or whatever. He mm-hmm. released a two pack, and I guess Sway Lee <laughs> said something about it. He like just because I don't like it, fucking minute, nigga. That shit was a that was a two pack of ass. The fuck you talking about, nigga? That shit stink. <laughs> but he called this shit a two pack of ass. <laughs> the, the, the 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 podcast was a lot. Like I understand things get corporate yeah. and money gets involved and friendships get involved, but the podcast was a lot better when it was so raw. And they just shit on anybody, no matter what. 
Yeah. So now it's a lot more political. I understand that, but mm-hmm. it, it was classic when he used to shit on everybody, man. And Joe would just go off on these new rappers. It was it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. I think that's where the uh the Lil B beef came from too, wasn't it? Wasn't that a podcast thing, or was that something before? It could be before. I think. It, I, I think it was some before. Yeah, could be. But anyway, yeah, man. Uh, Combat Jack, Tack Stone, and Joe Budden podcast were some of the pod fathers of the hip hop podcast, man. Mm-hmm. So every everybody who comes after them got to pay homage and respect for the for them for changing the game, making the platform what it is. So yeah. salute. And I know they'll be good wherever they go. So mm-hmm. had to do that. And yeah. before we wrap this up, real quick, man, you gotta give a real quick mention. Uh, mention something in the beginning of the podcast that happened at the station. Unfortunately, uh, one of our uh, good coworkers, good dude, we've been working with him for since I've been at the station at Sports Radio six ten. Um, and Figgy as well. He had been with the station for a long time. Brandon Porter uh, sadly passed away a couple weeks ago, man. Uh, very tragic. He was my age, basically. Um, very young, very sad situation all around. Um, we saw him all the time at the studio. He was always there working mm-hmm. hard, hard, a hard worker, man. Really one of the most into it producers I've seen ever, man. Yeah, he took his job very serious. He did. Sometimes to a funny extent. I'd be like, Brandon, <laughs> is it really that crucial? But no, nah, he was very, very, very... And I admired that about him, man, honestly. Yeah. like no other producer I met had that kind of attention to detail about the sound quality and, and things like that. So mm-hmm. work with him for the with the Texans games as well every Sunday. Um, he was great at... He was great at his job. Good person. Good co-worker. Great to work with. And he will be missed, man. Um, it's not going to be the same without him. Very unfortunate to hear about his passing. So hopefully yeah. he's resting well, man. Very sad, very sad time. Yeah. I um, I really got the chance to know him once. Um, it was during Hurricane Harvey. And um, we sta- we actually worked a uh, Texans game that day. And, uh, yeah, and I, remember. I think Yeah, you end up leaving. I think you yeah, end up left. going home. Yeah. But I wasn't sure if I was going to make it back because I had to work the next day. And he stayed at the station, too, because he had to work, too. And we ended up getting stuck. So we were spending the night, we were spending the night at the station a couple a couple of nights and um, just got to know him a little bit. He was, he was super cool. That was the first time he kind of um, opened up a little bit because he was, with me working part-time, I ain't see him often. But whenever I did see him, he used to be super quiet. I, you know, he was tall, so I thought he was like this mean ass dude. <laughs> but he really had a soft heart, man. Like people, uh, you might be intimidated by him because of his height, but he was he wasn't hurt to fly, man. He had a really good heart, and uh, he was super cool, and he he always wanted to help. And during the whole time during Hurricane Harvey, we had to work. And he he did everything, man. That that was somebody who worked everything. He knew everything about the programming side, mm-hmm. and he was he was here. I want to say he was with the company since like oh five oh six somewhere around. He was he was there super early. I want to say since like oh six around oh six oh seven, but um he was here super early. He he did everything, and it, it's a big loss for the company, man. 
it, it, it really is. He he was somebody that was reliable. Yes. Once he get here, you, he gonna he gonna do his job. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, man. Rest in peace, Brandon Porter. Um, just I I just saw him, man. It it it, it hurt. Yeah, it, it really did, man. We're thinking about his family, of course. They're in our thoughts. Um, yeah, man, it sucks. Uh, yeah, I know we don't get into too much behind the curtain things here, especially with the station. But I had to, had to throw that out there, man, because we work, work with him for a long time. Yeah. He always cared about the podcast. He was always he, asking about the podcast. He, he knew so. what the podcast was. Yes, every time every time we see me here late at night, like, oh, you record gems and juice. So <laughs> he knew what it was. He he would ask, yeah. he'll often ask what we got who uh, who we got on. Who we yeah. talking about? And um, uh, just a little, a little side note: uh, if y'all y'all seen the if you follow us on Instagram, shame on y'all. Follow us on um, uh, Instagram at Gems and Juice. But if you see the picture of uh, us with Fat Tony, he actually took that picture yeah. because he was there. I forgot he took that man. Yeah, that he did. Damn, yeah, man. because I'm Fat sad over again. Yeah, Fat. Um, yeah, Fat Tony there. Pave uh, Test Rob was there, and he. Um, yeah, he took the um he was standing around I'm like, hey, can you take this picture for us? And he he took it for us. He was he was that nice of a dude. And I, I yeah. know he had no clue who Fat Tony was. Of course. But he was, but... you know, he was super cool. He always looked out, man. He did. The last day we were on the studio together, man. Oh man, it sucks. It yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. rest in peace, Brandon, man. That's what your family. Yeah. Gotta got I need that Anita, man. I need that Anita Baker. Yeah. Pump that shit up. I depressed myself. All right. All right. Thank y'all for listening to the Juice Podcast this week. You know we love y'all. Gave y'all an uh, extra deep dive into the gym to the uh, uh, J. Cole album. Probably the deepest dive we've ever done for a J. Cole project. Yeah. So it might not ever happen again, folks. So savor it <laughs> while it lasts, Jasmine. <laughs> but thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for rocking with us, man. Uh, Jasmine doing the things in the background. We love you for that. Uh, everybody supporting. Tab hit me up for crypto advice. He wants me to invest in Dogecoin. Man, I ain't going to do it, but I respect the come up if you're doing it. <laughs> you investing in the bitcoin and getting money off of those i support it i'm happy for you but you just sent me this long ass fucking essay yeah. about dogecoin i'm like man i don't know if I'm, i could read all that i, I wanna, support it I, I gotta talk i gotta call him and talk to him about that just to see what it is because i have no clue what that shit is and I, i'm it's it's hard for me to really understand what it is it's hard for me to understand what real money is and you want me to understand this fake digital currency uh, I don't know man but I support everybody making money off this shit man Congratulations. Yeah. my sister talking about investing in it that's why I know it's a bad idea <laughs> but, uh, shout out to Rocky yeah shout out to Rocky as well um, yeah Figgy Figgy doing his thing of course 10 to 2 Sports Radio 610 in the loop check that out every weekday He's in the mix, playing a jam, hitting the drops, doing his thing. Great show as well. A lot coming out with the new season, so stay tuned to that. Um, 
Check us out on the Odyssey app. Check us out on Spotify. Check us out on iTunes. Check it out on everything. Is iTunes still around? Apple Podcasts, whatever. Yeah, Apple Podcasts. You know what I fucking mean, It's on iTunes, assholes. too. Yeah. yeah, I don't even know iTunes still around. Maybe that's the old thing. Anyway, <laughs> y'all take care. Have a great week, weekend, whatever day it is you listen to this podcast. Y'all stay up. And until next time. Peace.